comic timing is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network, Network bitch. <laughs> Print it. Welcome to episode 146 of Comic Timing, a comics podcast to the average comic book fan from the average comic book fan. Join in as Brett Casino, rotating panel guests, myself, Ian Levisine, discuss whatever comes to mind, time after time, here on Comic Timing. First time we've gotten together in about a month, so we're just going to talk some comic news and general comic conversation, including Ian dropping DC like it's hot. Here now, Comic Timing. Hey there, folks. My name is Ian Levisine, and welcome to episode 146 of Comic Timing. Yeah, we're back. It is the month of September. However, New York hasn't caught up quite yet. It's still in the 80s, but, uh, you know, so be it. Eventually, I'll be able to actually have the windows open here and not feel like I'm roasting, but for now, I'll survive with just the fan on. And uh, Brent Casina is still in Orlando, so whatever temperature it is there is probably what it's going to be for the next three months anyway. Right, Brent? Right. Right. What's up, man? You flew over my state. I did. It's the closest I told you. So I told far. you I was going to come visit you, and then they changed the meeting location to save money. <laughs> so, so and, and and you yeah, hey, flew man, over you. You did I still not made it out there. You did I not lie. Said, you did not I lie. Still said I'm going to New York. I'm going to visit Ian. Except I was just you know thirty thousand feet above for about three seconds. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe Twice. maybe just maybe sometime in the future you can uh, take some of that vacation time or PTO or whatever and come up here for a few days or something like that. Yes, well, I'll find it's on the list. It's good, on the list. I've good. never been, so. All right. Yeah, yeah. You could uh, you could maybe uh, maybe get some uh, some cheap hotels off of some service or something or other, so that you're not uh, spending all your money on a hotel and then like three dollars on hot dogs for meals. <laughs> Brandon Christopher just came back from Orlando, which is weird because I'm I haven't been in Orlando. I'm the only one who hasn't been in Orlando lately, so I just feel left out. Thanks, Brandon. No, you were there a couple months ago, Animal Kingdom. That, that, that was almost a year ago at this point. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. It was November. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was November. It is now September. That's right. That's, right. That's the way the world works. That's the way the calendar turns. Brent, uh, Brent we call that 10 months, not a few months. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know. <laughs> yeah, I do know. Yes, he, he, he's not—he's not paying attention to time. He's still in comic book time, so uh, or perhaps comic timing, like the name of the podcast. He's like Spider-Man. He lives his entire life uh, in about like two months span over thirty years. So he's—he'll he, get there eventually. Yeah, ten months in comic book time is like two weeks. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, congratulations, Brent. It has been exactly two weeks since I've been in Orlando. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And uh, we're sponsored, as always, by DCBS Discount Comic Book Service. Check them out at dcbservice.com, where you can get major discounts. I'm not going to say Wumba, because that's trademarked by Bullpen Bulletin slash 11 o'clock comics, and I don't want to step on their toes. Use the promo code CT8 to get an additional 8% off on your first order with Discount Comic Book Service. And because the month just rolled over, I'm not going to give you any firm discounts yet because i'm not entirely sure they've updated their site yet but you can uh, take a look at whatever discounts they have soon enough and uh save yourself some money especially now that it's not villains month anymore you can start caring again a little bit on your comics dcbservice.com we thank you for your support let's get right into it i posted on facebook about two weeks back 
that it was about time for me to put in my DCBS order. And and as you are all aware, for Villains Month, I completely skipped it because I found nothing that was appealing to me. I know I know for a fact, Brent, that you picked up some of the Villains books because you know I have access to, to certain things like your like your purchase history because I'm the credit card company and I know where you live. So I know I know that you bought at least a few of them. So you're not quite boycotting and i know that you did uh forever evil or that's that's what it's called right uh is that the uh crossover name forever evil oh, i love how i just told you earlier that forever evil one was good and you already know that i bought a couple other books yes, I, I give it to you to read one thing yes and it never you like you probably don't even use your own comicsology account now <laughs> just oh well, i'll just read whatever brent buys i input plenty of comics into mine man it's just you know it's easier to keep my my uh, my tablet uh logged into yours that's 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 all I'm saying. All right, I mean we'll talk we'll talk a little bit about more what I what I caught up on recently. But you you I mean you bought a few of the Forever Evil issues. I did. I was I was looking at them and I was like, you know what? Uh, God, what did I get? I got uh, Dark Side and the Joker today. Mm-hmm. Okay, those are the only ones that really look good to me. And uh, Dark Side was the only one worth reading. Joker was not really. Yeah. Who wrote Who wrote Joker? Uh, Adam Kubert and Andy Clark did the art, and I like his art. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it wasn't. It was a one and done Joker story about him training an ape to handle a bazooka and shit. Okay. <laughs> Ew! Really? Yeah. What? Why? <laughs> what? What? Why? DC? Why? What? Why? What? Why? Why? Why do they do anything? Because why would? Why? Who? <laughs> Who who would want to read that? Honestly, Kubert. So, so I, I read it at lunch, and then they posted an interview with uh, Andy Kubert on comicbookresources.com earlier, and uh, mm-hmm. they said uh, this ape will be appearing in his uh, Son of the Batman, or it was in some other issue of okay. uh, Grant Morrison and Kubert's Joker. Oh, what and I got he? the Green Lantern one. That's the other one I got with Relic. Oh, Relic is is that the name of the new villain? <laughs> that's or something? the new that's the new villain. Uh-huh. Um, I thought maybe you learn a lot, but it ended up being uh I mean you learned a little bit, but not a whole ton because every page was like a full splash page basically mm-hmm. with text boxes, so there was oh, no geez. dialogue, there was no story, it was just this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened and it was three ninety nine or two ninety nine no they were two ninety nine so that's okay that's Good. that's why I was like, well, whatever, okay, let's do that see at least you're um, paying standard price on on digital. Right, as opposed to having to worry about the uh, the allocation and everything that uh, dealers had to deal with. Right. I mean, but I think stores. next the next couple weeks, I'm gonna I'm not gonna you know uh, since the only thing I really wanted to buy was Forever Evil number one, and that already came out. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna wait until maybe later in the day or the next day to read reviews and see if these other ones are worth getting. Okay. Um, and take it from there. Like I know the Riddler one is Greg Capullo. Um, I know what the Flash Reverse Flash special is uh, the origin of the Reverse Flash, and that's that's Manipul and the regular. Um, man, guys. it's Manipul on art and Busoletto and him writing mm-hmm. it. So it's like a regular issue of the right. Flash storyline, which I'm enjoying. Riddler, I know, is Snyder, like like it's actually supposed to be. <laughs> right. Um, um, so there there are a couple of those that I might uh, that I know I'm going to get probably, but anything else outside of that, I might just wait. <sighs> And see what the reviews come in on, or maybe two months down the line, I'll pick some of these other ones up. I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask Brandon this, and it's only ha- half uh, serious and half joke. But Brandon, remember when these were fifth week events? Yeah, oh my god, I, I was thinking about that a long, not so long ago. 
fifth week events, they were oh god, nostalgia. Right. Oh, I mean, like that was a great way to you had extra week. You could tell your stories, and then yeah. you could do these little stupid sidebar things right, like that's like, a, like, like the, when they did Lois Lane comics and stuff like that. You know, right? Or uh, was uh, the uh, the girlfriend's fifth week event, or the yes. uh, uh, God uh, JL the, Ape. JL Ape, your, one of your favorites, oh, or uh, but, but of course uh, DC One Million also too. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you could do a story like that, and you could and then you could have it stick in continuity, but you could skip it completely if you want to, also too. Right. And that's that's what DC gave us this time around. It's an entire month you can skip if you really want to. Oh, uh, God. Uh, and it's I, it's what it's what got me to officially drop DC Comics. I, I've been I've been on the fence for a, a while now. Mm-hmm. I really I've really been cutting back on a lot of DC things here and there. Yeah. I mean, some things appealed to me. Some things really didn't appeal to me. Mm-hmm. I, I I wanted to drop with Trinity War. But I ended up picking it up anyway and reading it. I'm like, I was okay with that. Okay. I liked Trinity War. I I enjoyed it. I I, mean, I didn't hate it, but I mean, it was you know, like I'm glad they I'm glad they didn't do it the way they wanted to. They wanted to do a, a, a individual cross an individual event for it, right? Which would yeah. which would yeah. which would have been stupid. Yeah. Well, well, that's 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 what I wanted to ask. Like, I mean, and both you and Brent can answer this question. Like, did it live up to the hype? Like, I mean, that 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 they presented <laughs> no. last free comic book day. No, no, uh. because because if they put it. Because they put it in that free comic book day, it made it seem a lot bigger than it was. But unfortunately, this Trinity War and the crossover sort of Siege of Atlantis or whatever, the last two crossovers with the Justice League books have been the best Justice League stories since the book started two years ago. That's the unfortunate (laughs) part. And also the other thing, too, is like Jeff Johns, like like even the last – you know, when he took over Green Lantern from New Fifty Two, it felt like such a long game mm-hmm. that the individual storylines weren't weren't kicking it in. Like you had the the first thing with Sinestro, and then the Indigo Lanterns, and then yeah. it was kind of I read them all together, like the the first year of that before they introduced Baz, and I was kind of like, really, that's all that that was? Like I remember being more excited for it, like the Indigo Lanterns. I remember when those were coming out a year ago, like being uh. You know, oh my gosh, we're gonna find out what really they're the fuck about, and it wasn't like <laughs> that big of a deal. And knock, yeah, <laughs> or, find out or, what knock means, or ex convicts. Oh god, yeah. So I, I I don't know if that's coming up in in Green Lantern, but Aqu- I'm still enjoying Aquaman, mm-hmm. um, Flash. I'm still enjoying Batman, of course. I think I'm gonna stop getting Batman and Robin. Um, I did stop getting Batman the Dark Knight because even the man Skyver did not do the whole arc. Uh, which which I could which I really issue. could have called like the minute that yeah. they announced it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In fact I think uh, I might have. <laughs> I, I dropped I dropped uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws because uh-huh. that was just going nowhere and it yeah. was getting stupid. They're playing a really, really, really long game and I don't think it'll ever pay off because it'll get another writer in like, you know, a month or two yeah. and then what the fuck's gonna happen then? Well, it, uh, Superman I'm un- Unchained. I'm still. I picked up the third issue of that. That's still kind of. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But every everything else they seem to be putting out is not not grabbing me. <laughs> is is Unchained better than the last time Superman uh, Superman was drawn by Jim Lee? Like that Azarella stuff that was. Yeah, you can actually follow it, and you okay. can kind of three issues in, you know what the plot is. Unlike the last time Jim Lee drew Superman. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was more Azarello than Jim Lee. But, right. Uh, well, my my problem with uh, with DC Comics 
and and certain comics in general. Like I mean, like I stopped reading the boys before the series. Uh, is it concluded at this, at this point? I I, I forget. Yes. It. Okay, so it is officially concluded at this point. I stopped reading the boys before it ended because I realized I had like twelve issues, you know, built up in backlog, and there was no reason for me to continue picking it up in singles at that point because I was basically wasting my money. Like I was, I was, I was just not reading it. I was putting it to the side and I'm saying like, all right, fine, I'll catch up eventually. I'll catch up eventually. Eventually. When eventually becomes 12 issues sitting there waiting to be read, like that could have been two trades right there. And that's where I got with a lot of my DC comics. Like Animal Man, even though I like it, I still have the entire rot storyline to read in Animal Man. Uh, and I know it's good stuff because I've, I, I, re- I remember reading the beginning of Lemire's Animal Man run and enjoying it so much. But it just it wasn't calling to me. So it's sitting there on the side. Batman. I'm way behind on Batman. Uh, Superman, I dropped ages ago, and I had no interest in, in Superman Unchained, at least not for now. I mean, maybe I'll pick it up and trade if, it, if I hear it's absolutely stellar, and from what you're telling me, Brett, it's so-so, so I can, I can pass on it for now. Wonder Woman dropped forever ago. Uh, Aquaman is good, but not something I have to actually, I would actually really pay money on for, for the future. And Justice League was just meh. You know, it was okay. It was just there for me. Like, it wasn't fulfilling in, in that aspect. And when we got to Forever Evil, and we got to the 3D stunt, and we got to all this allocation crap, and with uh, changing uh, art teams and changing writer teams and all this kerfuffle, I just thought to myself, I don't really need to support this. You know, like, this is not the universe the comic book universe that i really want to support anymore and it just i kind of felt happy when i didn't have those on my uh, on my order like i'm still order, ordering some vertigo stuff like i'm still doing fables and i'm still doing unwritten i'm still doing ferris because that's vertigo i feel like that's separate enough from uh, from dc but the main dc universe i can i can read a few issues from from you brent and feel like I'm I'm still caught up, and I can read freaking Wikipedia if I want to know what the hell's happening in Green Lantern because yeah. you know, like it's just it's not it's just not good enough. Yeah, what's what's astonishing, and uh, I'm sorry not to give you a chance to talk, Brandon, but oh well. Sure. <laughs> uh, but what's it's, astonishing it's okay. is it's that just, it's just payback for the Man of Steel episode. Go ahead. It is seriously it is payback. Uh, what's astonishing is though we're two years into DC's initiative of you know rebooting everything and giving everything a fresh start mm-hmm. and there's no it seems like there's no master plan right like every every kind of book is kind of doing its own thing and you know even the group of books that they set out to start with there's no interconnectivity or crossover between them mm-hmm. whereas like and even even the books that they started and restarted and everything like there's no it's kind of weird that DC doesn't have a hot buzz book like uh, Hawkeye or Superior Foes of Spider-Man that mm-hmm. people are just like, this book sounds so awful, but it's so fucking good that you need to check it out and buy it. There's, you know, like, that's something that I think, like, Suicide Squad should be getting, like, I feel like that could be their book. Yeah. Where they're but- doing extravagant or exciting or different things. But it seems Marvel, who copied their initiative, you know, <laughs> not to a T, but very simply. Anything you can do, I can do better. Everything with number one. Yeah. But I think they did it better, yeah. and their their series are really kicking ass. They are. That's what astonishes me. It's like I'm reading more Marvel, or I'm probably reading almost fifty fifty of what I actually buy. 
uh, Marvel versus DC, but I'm enjoying the Marvel ones a lot more. Yeah, Brandon, go ahead. and that's weird for me. Yeah, I think I think the real problem with DC though is that the fact that they're they're like a snake eating its own tail with it, with editorial. Unfortunately, editorial is if you look at going back now, what six seven months editorial's been the mm-hmm. biggest problem for DC Comics. While yeah. meanwhile, Marvel's letting their writers go be free and do things that they want to do. Right. That's how you, that's how you're getting Bendis taking. X-Men to a whole new level, which I didn't think he could ever do. Oh I mean, my god, yeah. All new X-Men. I, I love that book with an absolute passion. So do I. Yeah. Uh, Uncanny Avengers. I thought I was going to hate that book. I like end up liking it. With DC, though, you they're so micromanaged now. That's the problem. They are tying the hands of writers who want to be free, but you won't let them be free to tell the stories that will draw people in because you want to you want to stick to this editorial mandate right. of it's almost like when they did um, the end of crisis and they said N- uh, we're gonna start 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 the, start the universe fresh over again none of this no no Joker no Joker stories for X X amount of months mm-hmm. and then we're gonna, do, we're gonna do Man of Steel we're gonna start the, we're gonna start the origin over that way as as well. That worked out for them because they had an i they had a clear idea of where they want to go. It seems like in every editorial group now, from going from Superman to to the Batman books, I think the Batman books I think are the most structurally sound books out there because it's, it's Batman. And honestly, it's hard to mess up Batman now, and because Snyder is being allowed to do what he wants. Right, exactly. Uh, but then they're all towing the line with whatever Snyder does. Night of the Owls. Now we're getting a bunch of fucking zero year tie-ins with yep. everything. It's like. I don't think Flash needs a zero year time. No, not, not, at all. Close. not at all. No, no, no. A zero year should it should have just been Batman, and that's it. Because I'm sure over. it was going to be. I'm sure it was going to be until until editorial said, "Hey, Batman's doing well. Let's have this crossover to everybody." Because hell, you know, if Batman's that, doing well, people will pick it up, and, even if it has nothing to do with it. And that, that's and that's that the Flash problem. Zero year book sends yeah. Barry to Gotham. Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Why do we have to tell a story about Barry and Gotham with a zero year tie-in? It's not going to matter. You don't. No. It does. It does. It won't matter. The thing is, the thing because it's zero year. People are going to buy it no matter what. That's not true. We're we're no, it's not the it's not the nineties anymore, guys. It's not what nineteen ninety six, nineteen ninety seven. When you could put Deadpool on a book and it would right. sell. You you can put the X Men in the book. And it's going to sell a million copies. You can't do that anymore now. We're we've been burned before. We're not going to get burned again. We're and the, and the readers now are much more discerning than what people think they are. But you that, know? but that's just it, Brandon. You just hit the nail on the head. It's not the '90s anymore. But who do you have in charge of DC right now? The did '90s you? Marvel regime. Exactly. Well, it, barring you, the you, you have Bob Harris. You mm-hmm. have and, and yes, I understand he was with Image, but he also was very much a, a part of uh, of. Early, you know, '90s slash late '80s. Uh, he was Marvel. he was he, he was EIC for Marvel in '96. I mean, come on, yes. really? I, I was about to say Jim Lee for for the for the end of uh, what I was saying, but no, Bob Harris was around for the '90s. Jim Lee was around for the '80s and the '90s, mm-hmm. and then he went over to Image. But he still has that Image mentality, which is pretty similar to what Bob Harris was doing over at Marvel in the in the mid '90s. You've got the Dio who feels like he has more power than he should at this. That's point. the pr- and that's where I think the problem is when you when you yeah. let. Fans from the organization, mm-hmm. and the the deal is a fan. And I I can't blame, I can't fault him for being that. He loves. I mean, we we met him before. Right. He he unabashedly loves comics, and mm-hmm. that's no and that's not a problem. But when you love comics so much to the point where it's hindering your own job or it's hindering other fan, fans from being accessible to to the books, you need to step aside and let someone else take the reins. It's the same reason I, why I feel like Jeff Johns uh, giving Jeff Johns a, a a executive position was a mistake. Right. 
I mean, uh, for the most part, Johns isn't with the books, though. Johns is with uh, DCU Interactive or DC Movies, which is I think will work out for him. Mm-hmm. Jim Lee has taken into to take a step a step aside for the most part and let Dan run the comics, and Jim Lee is doing uh, all the online stuff. Yeah, and I think that works out for Jim Lee also. But the problem is, you have two co-pubs. Okay, yeah. And anything with two heads is, is considered a freak. You shouldn't have two co-pubs. You right. should have you should just have one publisher, and that's. Look and look at what Levis did. Levis had the had the reins for mm-hmm. ten, almost fifteen. You think it was around that time? Uh, at, yeah, something like that. Yeah. After after Jeanette Kahn stepped down, and Jeanette Kahn went through what the uh, Death of Superman, Nightfall, mm-hmm. pretty much the the dark nineties grim and gritty stuff. Watchmen also, yeah. Yep. So she was she was in the she was in the thick of it for the for the for the grim and gritty, and you had Levis take over for. I don't want to say light and airy, but I mean honestly, compared to the late the mid nineties, it was. His, yeah. And his stuff was it was a lot more superhero, a lot more superhero, and that's yeah. and that's what Levitz knew. Levitz knew how to work within his own bounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, he took he did he over he oversaw Fifty Two, which I thought was probably I thought was going to be the next Golden Age of Comics. Unfortunately, he kind of got mired down. Fifty Two itself was was just fine. It was just everything else around it that was a, that was horrible. <laughs> right. What's, what's kind of weird is like like five years ago when Dan DiDio was editor in chief and. You know, we were doing the ramp up to Infinite Crisis, and mm-hmm. almost you know th- that period was kind of like the best DC Comics had been in a long time. Yeah. Like even looking back, think, think was, of when the show started. When this show yeah. started, that was almost exactly what we're, what we were, and we were almost talking nothing but DC at the time because right. Marvel was was stagnating and DC was giving us something new and interesting. It, it there was synergy. It was to DC Comics. They yeah. knew. What they wanted to do, they had a clear purpose, and I, I think really what's the, pro- the what the real crux, the problem with DC, without being just editorial, is the fact that they did this whole blanket wipe with the new with this new Fifty Two concept, mm-hmm. and it seemed like they knew what they wanted to do. It's we're going to take all the toys out of the toy box. We're going to pol- we're going to clean them off. We're going to give you brand new toys, and then we're going to work in the sandbox again, and then we're going to build it from the ground up. I was that was fine. That first year, I thought DC had it going on. I mean, there were a few books here which were hitting, which were absolute flops. We're looking at you, Hawkman, or uh, what? What else didn't last that first year there? Uh, static uh, shock. Yeah, static shock. Static shock, which mm-hmm. I, which uh, which which was in a very unfortunate casualty because I think the character. It was the wrong team. It was the wrong team for the book. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And same thing. With, same thing with Firestorm. Also, too. You had mm-hmm. Gail Simone and 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 Van Skyber. Fighting with each other, pretty much. Pretty much, polar opposites writing on the same book. Yeah, it re- it really was Ronnie and um and uh and Jason for the most part, really. It, it, yeah, on that. If, if you think about that, mm-hmm. but I mean, there was, you, there was you, what I va- I Vampire, which is is that is that still around or is I that, think that no, just ended recently. It just ended, but, okay. but I I Vampire, I thought with those first six issues were. I thought were really good. Yeah. I thought I, I enjoyed I Vampire. I could I could have dug on that for a little, a little bit longer, mm-hmm. but you know you do all and then they started doing these moderate changes to going back to the new to going back to old fifty two. They changed costumes. They changed right. they changed voice of uh, voices of characters. They changed Firestorm is almost exactly what he was pre new fifty two at this point. Exactly yes. Uh, same thing for Green Lantern. Uh, Green Lantern really didn't get touched because Green, Green Lantern, Lantern. Yeah, Green Lantern was was allowed to stay. Exactly the same. They're referencing events that almost couldn't have possibly happened, happened. in the New Fifty Two, like right. Blackest Night happening. Like 
that shit must have happened entirely different because you're you're talking about all these dead heroes that either never existed or were never yeah. dead. How did right. Barry Allen come back from the dead if he wasn't dead to begin with? Right, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And and then you, and they said, okay, everything 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 happened. It happened within five years. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, <laughs> Batman Batman must have been a really crappy hero to have. Three Robins, right. have four four Robins, two of them died. And his back and, broken and have a substitute. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I, I'm almost sure Nightfall did not happen. Night, Nightfall did not happen, no. Nightfall I'm pretty damn sure it did not happen yeah. And I'm pretty sure oh, – I think they did say Death of Superman happened also, but I'm thinking how how could that happen? In some, They said in some form Death of Superman happened. And I know that originally they were planning on bringing that up somewhat recently. <laughs> Um, I don't know if that's going to be his Year Zero well, story. Apparently, but... this Doomsday thing is going to be about. Uh, I don't know if it'll have some Death of Superman stuff in it, but okay. it's apparently it's a bunch of like rumors of origin stories of Doomsday or how he interacted. Did with I things. see right that Doomsday is fucking gold now? No, 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 no. no, no. Okay, that's Lobo. That's <laughs> oh, 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 and thanks for bringing that up. Okay, because while we're while we're talking about DC, like editorial saying doing one thing and you okay, know granted granted what i posted on the comic book timing page uh-huh. was one picture of a few different designs yes. which i realized later uh of lobo designs none of which are the final lobo horrible design. blog post by the way horrible blog post i'm not talking about you i'm talking about dc Okay, because oh, uh, God. But, because oh, that, that misleading one with the uh, slim and sexy logo, I'm like, yeah. really, well, really, and it's not even just that, Brandon. Like when you went to the page, the first image you saw on the page was the first rejected logo, which looked kind of exactly like the logo that we would expect. You know, bulky and and uh, and badass with with guns and shit. And then you then you flip to the next one and you see chibi. Uh, Lobo that looks like he's about you know thirteen years old and Slobo and, yeah Slobo only a little bit more buff and a little bit more Twilight um, <sighs> and then you see a more Edward Cullen esque even more Twilight Lobo which they say is supposed to be the, the new Lobo the new Lobo and then when the writer of the Lobo issue comes out and says no. <laughs> Like immediately afterwards, like like we took that as the base design, but the Lobo that you see in the title is not going to look anything like this Lobo uh, for the most I'm part. I'm kind of I'm kind of just expecting the Lobo that ends up being in the book is like a girl because <laughs> it's a girl writer because it always seems to be that way. Like we're doing something different. It's an imagine. Oh, here's a uh, Scott Snyder's student. She's a girl. She's very talented. <laughs> Oh, it's a girl character. Oh. We're gonna we're gonna bring in the, we're gonna bring the girl readers in. Oh God, can we just? Uh, well, and, that, and, and no, that's uh, that. Those are fr- those are lines that I mean. Yes, this is coming from a guy. So if I'm missing the point, so be it. But it, I'm so sick of those words because how about you just write comics that are good for both? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sorry yeah. that my my first reaction to a girl writer writing girl characters only is. Uh, in my first reaction, but that seems to be what it is in the comics industry. Like mm. Gail Simone can't have any other book other than Batgirl, barely, you know, right now. And she's, well, she, well, you know, she's so writing. What does she do with Dynamite? She writes Red Sonya. Well, she's writing. She's, the, she's let's writing get a girl movie, to write Red Sonya. Or, 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 who? who gives a shit? That'll be done in two issues. The, the Freddie E. Williams' art. Oh my god. Ugh. I loved it, but it looks like crap now. Yeah. Sorry. Uh. And then, but over at Marvel, you got Majority Lou. Uh, 
or uh, I don't know what the fuck who it is. Marjorie Lou. Marjorie Lou writing. Is she writing Captain Marvel or? No, Kelly Sue is writing Captain Kelly Marvel. Kelly Sue DeConnick is writing yeah. Captain Marvel, and mm-hmm. then Avengers Assemble is no longer an Avengers book. It's a Spider Woman Captain Marvel book, and it's it's just a bunch of girls writing a bunch of chick characters. And I'm like, why? Where's the good stories that? Okay, well, well, no, no, no. Do, don't, do not. First off, do not say the word "where are the good stories" because there's plenty of good stories being told here. Okay, okay well, it's, maybe it's, my it's point. More... My point is that they're only giving them female characters, right. which don't have a lot of interest with male readers. Yes and unless no. Unless there are terrific stories being told or something. Right. I don't know. And, and Captain Captain Marvel, like, Captain Wonder Marvel, Marvel actually right now every, is, every, is good. Yeah, really? It's really good. No, it's, no, Captain Marvel is really good, actually. Yeah, no, Cap- Captain Captain Marvel is great. Wonder Woman, eh, I, I Well, couldn't... okay, I'm a little behind, but the first 12 issues were good because ah, they were totally different. Well, I, I dropped it because of it just wasn't the story I was looking for, but that's a, that's also because I'm hit and miss with Azarello in general. It was like, better than Odyssey. Well, maybe that's no what shit. I mean, come well, on, come it on. doesn't take much, man. Like, please, like just just like uh, you know, Action Comics and uh, and and Superman were better than Superman walking across America. Like, I mean, that doesn't take much. <laughs> you, Dude, know. you know what pisses me the most off is that I reread the Tony Daniel, Andy Diggle Action Comics issues, the three mm-hmm. that came out, and even though Diggle's name was only on the first one or two, yeah, those could have gone somewhere. Well, yeah, like they weren't half bad. Yes, and then they put fucking I don't know who's doing it, Lobdell or Nicieza is like their fill-in guy, and I don't know what they're doing now. They're- can, can we can we can we just Fire Scott Lobdell, please. Can we just fire Scott Lobdell? Scott Lobdell, well, no. Scott Lobdell needs to be limited, and this is the problem that Scott Lobdell had with Marvel as well. Scott Lobdell needs to be limited to one or two titles and not stretched out so thin that he's all over the board and doesn't know what he's doing anymore. I bet he's a freelance guy, so he's just like, yeah, yeah, no, dude. Some of the best, some of the best stories, take some money. Some of the best stories that Scott Lobdell wrote while he was at Marvel were fill-in runs. I to this day, Generation X, Generation X, yes. But Brandon, one of my favorite Lobdell arcs was right before Morrison took over the X titles. It was it was right after the conclusion of the major story in X Men, and Jean Grey put together this ragtag group of mutants. And they wound up taking on Magneto, and uh, the art was uh, was great, and the story was actually a lot of fun. And then we got to Ma- Morrison's run, and then we moved on from there. But I w- I was very impressed with what Lob- Lobdell was doing at the time. I mean, and- Lobdell. I mean, he's not a bad writer, but I mean, just yeah, yeah. It seems like all his books just seem to be the same now, and they all just seem to meander. From Teen Ti- if he had stuck point with Teen Titans B. and Superboy, if he had stuck with Teen Titans and Superboy, I'm sure he would be fine right now. And Did he Hood? start out on Red Hood? He started on Red Hood, Teen yeah. Titans and Superboy. He had those. Th- Red Hood was really interesting. Yeah. yeah. In the beginning, and then it delved into this weird cult shit because he wa- because he wasn't writing it anymore. That's why. Like I I don't I don't care if his name was on it. You know his heart was elsewhere. Uh, That's the yeah. way it went. Like like I, I wanted Red Hood. I thought the impression I got from the first couple issues of Red Hood was that they were going to be. Tearing shit up and going places. Like Red know. Hood, it, Red Hood seemed to be like the supernatural of like the of the of the DC comic universe. Even I, if they were werewolf hunters, that would have been a decent no, storyline no, I mean, instead like, of the weird cult shit that they were doing now. Like a couple issues when I dropped it, they were like going after Ra's al Ghul and shit, or League of Assassins with animal guys with heads. And you you talked about Suicide Squad earlier, Brent. How about the fact that Suicide Squad was getting some good buzz and then. 
like what three issues later, the the writer of Suicide Squad is gone, and the Dio says it was meant to be that way to begin with, but the writer is like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Or, or, or what about dropping writers and artists willy nilly, firing Gil Simone and then hiring her the next week after? Hello. Duh. How about how well, about uh, Andy Diggle and Joshua Hill Fialkov one after the other, or uh, firing um, uh, Wahaha? What's his face? Um, oh, oh yeah, no, oh, I, I, I was I was getting 3000? there. Uh, yep, J M D Mateus. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, what, what, what do you mean? Whatever? No, they didn't fire. Sorry, McGuire. 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 Yeah, you're right, McGuire. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that then I can see their point. They put out a bunch of art and stuff, and it's done by Howard Porter, but McGuire's on the book. And it's again. It's one of those things. Like, why didn't McGuire do the designs? So creatively, I, I get why they put Porter on. Why they scrapped their story? Or, well, I mean, maybe they did or didn't. Whatever they end up doing, I don't mm-hmm. know. But it's, that to me makes sense. Like, yeah. why not have the, the guy who did the designs we loved execute the book? Alice Cott was who I was thinking of on Suicide mm-hmm. Squad. By the way, he he did about three or four issues, and then all of a sudden he was off. But and I heard I heard it was, I heard it was really really good too. Uh, yes, and let me mention. Like because really good compared to really good books or really good for Suicide Squad? No, really good as compared to really good books, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, I need to mention him uh, as well before before we you know accidentally move on or something. But the nail in the coffin for me at DC was James Robinson off of Earth 2. Uh, yeah, that was a bummer. Which was completely, completely the fault of DC and, and their editors. And yes... I'm not there. I don't know what the hell's going on behind the scenes, but from every perspective that I have seen on those wide internets, you know, through the through the bleeding cools and through Robot Six and through elsewhere or whatever, outhousers, out outhousers, James Robinson was happy with where he was going and happy with where he was at DC. DC wanted to create a second title. DC did not offer this second title to James Robinson after saying to James Robinson that Earth 2 and everything about it was his baby. And James left because he was not... That's it. He didn't want anybody else touching what he said, what he was told would be his. And I completely respect that 100%. And from what I've heard, Tom Taylor, I mean, amusing name for a guy who works at DC, you know, unwritten, one of my favorite books, go figure. Um, but uh, but Tom Taylor, the writer, not the character in Unwritten, is taking over Earth 2, and I'm sure he's going to do a damn fine job. But Yeah, I'm that. that's why I'm sticking with the book, because I'm still reading that Injustice Weekly comic, mm-hmm. and Tom Taylor is writing that, and there's right. some very interesting good moments. The problem with that is, is that it's like, you know, Ten Same. half pages a week or twenty half pages a week, yeah. so you barely get a little bit, get a little bit, get a little bit. You get, you get a little I read taste, a couple right. in a row, and they read really well. So I'm excited for him to do Earth right. too. Well, and I'm sure, I'm sure he's going to do a good job. It's just I'm sad that well, he can the, do whatever he wants because it's an alternate universe. The same thing with Injustice, right? But that's just it. It's not going to be the story that we would have gotten elsewhere, and that's I mean, elsewise, and that's that's why I, I I'm dropping it. Yeah. I think I think the biggest thing you were bummed about is that uh, we don't know when Robinson was going to get to the creation of, or we think he was going to get to the creation of the JSA. Yes. We didn't know when that was coming. Mm-hmm. And it's 23, 24 issues in, and he still hasn't got there. Yeah. But I, Obviously, but, that may have not have ever been his long-term plan because the book is called Earth 2. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, so, saying, but I'm saying, even if they got to eventually, I would have stayed on because that story was really, 
really good. It was something yeah. like little personal. I don't know how he was doing, but he was managed to tell personal stories with seven or eight seven or eight characters at one time. Yeah, and it was just. The thing is, you got little snippets here. You got the origin of Hawkgirl and uh, the origin of that Doctor Fate, which I thought was a great concept there, also too. Yeah, I I like the Flash, even though he's a little bit of an ass. I like him though. Uh, I liked Green Lantern also too. Yeah, and you, you and you brought in. They were bringing in little snippets of Earth Two or Earth One or New, before New Fifty, whatever. They were bringing in. They were bringing in the older characters one yes. by one by one, and which means like I wouldn't have been shocked if you would have gotten say eventually Johnny or Jesse Quick. Right. Or, or characters like that, you know, you that that you would have gotten more of the of the JSA characters that you wouldn't have gotten elsewhere, you know. Yeah. Mixed Michael in. Holt is now in uh, Michael Holt. Mr. Right. Terrific is in Earth Two now. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Possibly to say who, who knows? I mean, with with uh, Trinity War, it's possible we might get some people back to the uh, to their original Earths. Since I know we're playing with uh, Earth Three, Earth One, and possibly Earth Two here. But, uh, you know, who frickin' knows? Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel for my sanity, I needed to take a break. You know, and, and like, that's, if, that's if, if I'm, if I'm, if I hear somewhere down the road that all of a sudden shit is hot again, like, if they get their act together and it's just like, bam, 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 good book, good book, good book, good book, I'll either pick it up digitally or I'll pick it up in singles again or maybe even in trades. But just for now, I got to speak with my wallet. And that's, that's really I, the only way to go. I think right now the only thing that cause that's really going to help DC in the long run is if they implode. And I hate to say it. I hate to be a pessimist. I hate to be negative mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. But they need to implode, and they need to implode really badly. And then I think that's when they get their ass together so, again. So what you're saying is that they need to do exactly what happened to Marvel back in the 90s. <laughs> exactly. I mean, look, I mean, Marvel was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. They bought out um, Malibu. They bought Malibu Comics out and shut them down. Right. Made pretty much just made them basically all their colorists, mm-hmm. and they got bigger and bigger. And then what? Ninety nine happened. Was it what ninety nine when Marvel? Ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you had fifty expos going at one time, and people just stopped caring. Yeah. Now it's seeing things happening now. You're gonna get like twenty five. You're gonna get twenty five Just League books. You're gonna get three Wonder Woman books and a Wonder Woman Superman book, and no one's gonna care anymore. Yeah. Because you're you're oversaturating the market. I mean, they're they're taking such a big chunk of the market and they're doing it unfairly they're getting their market their market shares are growing larger and larger because they're putting out a larger volume of books that no one gives a shit about variant uh covers and stuff like that a lot more fifth printings fourth printings fifth printings a lot more than what marvel is doing on the variant end because like yeah sure marvel will be cute and put out deadpool uh, covers for for stuff but Marvel's not putting out 3D covers, and I doubt they ever are going to. No, no. This this whole 3D cover also debacle thing is just oh my stupid. God. Well, I mean that 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 they that they went to print on these issues, and yes, I know it was be, it was partially because of material and all that stuff, but that they didn't even give warning to retailers because the pro, the process was for those of you who haven't read about it, the the standard practice from. Uh, comic shops was you put in a initial pre-order of say like a book or two and then when you get the deadline you raise your order to where it's going to be final order final order cutoff final, final order cutoff date right exactly and instead what DC did is that they printed 3D covers based on that initial order and not the final so there are 
comic. I mean, there are there are plenty of stores that wound up with like three issues allocated out of the like twenty that they ordered because they went off of that initial and not the final. So you've got a whole bunch of angry customers who wanted their three D covers, you know. And if they did, then you know, good for them. But I could give two shits. Um, at, because you know that's what they were promised, but instead they had to make a deal with the uh, with the individual store to get some two D covers instead, and probably get refunded whatever extra money that they would have paid on that because those were all three ninety nine issues. And uh, ref- refunded in two months. Ref- re- they'll be refunded in two months, and in those two, books will be, and those books months. will be returned. Yeah. 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 And those books will be returnable. Right. Which, uh, I mean, come on, really? They should have just made the 3D covers variants from the beginning, made them made them chase covers. And Completely agree. Yeah. That should have been that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The but, fact that I saw Jim – and this, this is what I tweeted earlier today. Like, the fact that I saw Jim Hanley's universe, a store I 100% respect – Posting that they had a 3D cover of Forever Evil number one for the great price of $300. What? Get the hell out of here, really? Because they only got one. One. This is Jim Hanley's universe we're talking about here. One of the larger stores in New York only got one cover for Forever Evil number one in 3D. And that they're saying, great price, $300. Like, yeah, that's it's great that they're probably going to sell that one issue to one person who has way too much money to burn. But come on. Be serious here. And that's what's wrong with the industry. And that's what DC's yeah. fostering. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're making – it's the speculator bust all over again. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, you're, you're trying to uh, – well, and, and, and there is, no, there is no bust going on here. There is no rise going on here. Comics are not selling for more money. No, and it's pumping and dumping your shares for no reason. Yes. I mean, to use a stock market trade, you're, what you're doing is you're going to say, this book's going to sell, this book's going to sell, this book's going to sell mm-hmm. for months and months and months in advance. Say, get your copies now. Get your copies now. It's going to sell. It's going to be big. It's going to be the next biggest thing. And then you're such a hype to the book, such a hype to the book, such a hype to the book. People are going, you're expecting people to go out and buy it in droves. But the problem is you aren't producing a quality book. Yeah. That's the problem. That's the problem with the age that we're living in now. We live in an internet age. Twitter is out there now. I can go read a book and say, "Hey, this book is crap. Don't read it." Boom! All my followers, all twenty of you, are gonna say, Don't. "There you go." Yeah. Or I go. I can go on Facebook. Hey, this book is crap. All my friends, it's gonna go out that way. It's gonna spider. It's gonna spider web out to to the networks. They don't. They 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 don't understand the hindrance of the digital age. No, you're absolutely right. Like I'm looking, I'm looking on uh, on eBay right now, and the uh, the difference in the issues themselves. Like I'm looking here, uh, a uh, a set of nine 3D comics currently has one bid on it for fifty dollars, mm. with one with one hour left on eBay. That's usually a good sign. If you're selling a lot of nine 3D comics and you're only getting fifty dollars for those nine comics. That's no. not that's not that's not a good sign. All no 13, one cares. All 13 3D covers, all 13 3D covers for $61 on eBay right now. 7 bits, free shipping, 12 hours left. <sighs> like the only one is the variant and mind you yes, now that I look at it that was because it was a, a 1 in 100 3D variant for Forever Evil, which is how they really should have done all these things to begin with. But that's that's only going for $100. That forever review issue that I that I said was going for three hundred in the store. So yeah, no, th- there is no demand for these. Whether DC wants to admit it or not, they are not 
actually selling these things on anywhere, uh, you know, making people like, you know, drool at the mouth for them. Because most importantly, as we brought up they earlier, melt. yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, they milked and but no, Brent, I mean, br- bringing things back around, they what? I, I can't wait to read more about the, the melting thing as it progresses. Oh my god, no, oh what, yeah, what? no, 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 the, the melting thing was, was wait, great. Say, say, say what they melt. The covers, if you leave your, your 3D cover in a hot car, it is going to melt. The wait, material are, that they made the 3D out of is meltable. Are they, wait, are they, are they lenticular? Uh, I'm not entirely certain. It, it, it's some sort of weird-ass yeah. process. So they're, they're lenticular. It's, it's like the 3D pogs in the 3D cards that you had back in the day. So they're lenticular. And they're a 3D, the- any 3D movie poster you walk by, it's the same shit. You know what so I think? It, you know what I think it's actually similar to Brandon. Uh, it's similar to the same technology they're using on 3DS uh, screens. Oh, the special topic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not, you know, it'll pop, but it's not like it's going to be anything, you know, 100% special or whatever. But yeah, uh, that that was brought up on, on Bleeding Cool today, and, and they, they said, you know, as an update, a joke, they, they saw somebody had, like, two of them in, a, in their fridge. It's like, this is how I'm keeping them from uh, from melting. <laughs> but going back to what, to what I said earlier, Brent, like, if they had had these 3D issues, and we'll, we'll, we'll shut up about DC and we'll move on to Marvel after this because I actually have stuff I actually care about talking about uh, at, at a little bit here. But if they had had these issues, but instead had had the creative teams that are all on these titles to begin with writing these, and instead of having four issues out of, out of Batman and four issues out of Superman and four issues out of Flash or whatever, it, they just had the one with the original creative team involved yeah shit would have been different here it'd have been better i mean we did we had faces of evil a few years ago and a lot of those were just regular parts of the storyline highlighting of a villain that they put on the cover and like the detective comics and uh what was the other one the ones paul dini wrote those are fucking awesome where like right before heart of hush and stuff that storyline remember those Oh but, yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. Yep. But that was that was when story mattered. Now, now quantity matters here in DC. Yeah. And one one final note: no creators were credited on two D or three D covers for any of this month. Yeah, no, that none. sucks. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for any of the creators that had to put in their extra time and effort on this shit because I know well, that there I, were changes. I, I bet Forever Evil number one's got Jeff Johns, David Finch on it though. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go check. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna check right now. Actually, uh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Not the. Not the 3D cover. At least I'm looking at the 3D cover right now. No creative team listed. For Forever Evil number one. For no, nope, not, not, not for Forever Forever Yeah, Forever Evil number one. At least on a 3D one. For 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 level. Yeah, for Falafel Evil number one. Yes. My digital one has it. Right on the bottom, underneath. Where like Black Hand is, John's Finch, Richard Friend. Let's see. I'm looking up uh, just in general Forever Evil, Forever Evil number one, non 3D, and yes, the non 3D does indeed have it. The 3D does not. Like they didn't know who was drawing it. Well, they're saying one of the reasons that they didn't put the creative teams on was because they couldn't do lettering like that properly on the 3d cover which i call bullshit on because they have yeah. every, every one of these has logos yes so it's, it's not like they could have done that bullshit. but for the 2d ones those were last minute so they just basically went with whatever cover copy they had for the 3d and recreated it on the 2d oh yeah absolutely yeah 
that's what we got. Well, the the Joker's got a different uh, on the 3D versus 2D. The hands are switched. I saw that. Like 3D, he's got a gun pointed, and then the other one is a teeth. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why? What? Why do they pay the extra money to have the artist redraw it? I don't. Whoever I don't know. did it, maybe what? even if it wasn't the original artist. Why was Superman drinking a root beer instead of a beer back in the day? You know who? Who, know. who fucking knows? All right, we got we got our anger out of the way, so let's talk anger one more time, or possibly good news. Uh, it was announced earlier this week, so we'll we'll get this out of the way before we talk other things. <laughs> talking movie news a little bit. It was announced that. Mr. Ben Affleck is going to be taking over the role of Batman in uh, the Batman Superman movie. So thoughts from the bigger Batman nut first, Casina. You know what? This was such a left field thing that I don't have any hope or animosity towards it. It was just literally like I didn't even I wouldn't even know about it on the internet. My friend texted me. He was like, hey, what's this shit about Ben Affleck being Batman? I was like, Huh? <laughs> and then I, I read the articles and stuff, and I was like, uh, at first I thought, well, like, you gotta be shitting me. And then it was like, no, that's for real. Matt Damon's Alfred. No. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, everybody, I, I saw Argo. I really liked Argo. So I don't I. see that character in Argo being Batman. That's a different character. It's a real guy. Right. He's a regular dude. I remember seeing the town. I do remember Ben Affleck shooting things, but most of that movie he was like falling in love with the girl from Iron Man 3. <laughs> so he wasn't really like – everybody's like, did you see the town? He was a fucking badass in that movie. He's like, no. He was a badass when he needed to be, but most of the time he was a fucking – he was acting like a pussy because he was trying to protect this girl. And that's mostly what it was about, him trying to get out of that life. So it wasn't like – you can't you can't even point to that as that being like oh this is going to be a good indication of how great his Batman's going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean I think his Bruce Wayne will be pretty good, and we can all say that Ben Affleck has a lot of charm and charisma, and that the Bruce Wayne act that Batman puts on right uh, will be on par with Christian Bale's and I think I loved Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I think it's going to be more like that than it would be like a Val Kilmer's Bruce Wayne was kind of like oh yeah. Of, you know, boring. Right. And, 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 and I mean, Affleck played Jack Ryan before. So, I mean, it's yeah, not, it's, it's not, Jack it's Ryan, not like, some of all fears. Sure. So he's Armageddon. I don't think it's a good indicator for this, but, uh, <laughs> I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah. But you know what? The, the funniest thing is, is that I'm now more interested in rewatching, uh, daredevil and the daredevil director's cut that I have on DVD. I have both of them. Well, <laughs> uh, again, because of this more than ever before. When the news came out, I, uh, I tweeted, uh, and, and this just in, uh, Marvel has announced Christian Bale in a movie entitled Anything You Can Do, I Can Do Better. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what? I think Christian Bale would be a pretty good Daredevil. That shit could work. I, look, for, for, for Batman, I'm just going to have to damn see no, it. Christian Bale should be Moon Knight. Oh, that dude! That would be that would be fantastic. Same fucking thing. I know. Right? It, 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 Patrick Bateman Bate plus Patrick Bateman plus Batman equals Moon Knight. Done. <laughs> and and I and it damn better will be silver and not white. I think Ben Affleck as Batman could work very well. I'm just looking for a good movie. That's it. If this Batman Superman movie is you know sixty percent better than Man of Steel was, then I will be beyond thrilled. 
then I'm going to fucking love it. You will absolutely <laughs> adore it because it'll be 140% good for you. <laughs> but for me, like, I'm just looking for something that I that I come out with and say, you know, that, that was all right. That was pretty good. I'm yeah. not even looking for great. I'm looking for better than what I got in Man of Steel. You, you're looking for meh? No, no, dude, I'm not looking for meh because I got meh in, in Man of Steel. Because, again, I liked 20 minutes of that movie. The rest of it I didn't like. You know, the the most, I think, negative thing that's been said about Ben Affleck as Batman mm-hmm. has been all of the director comments made towards Zack Snyder. Yeah. Saying that because Ben Affleck is an Oscar-winning you know, filmmaker, he didn't win one for but directing, but he did win one for Best Picture. Right. Uh, which I don't, I don't really know what the distinction is made to be there there to be made, but uh, mm. people are saying that because he's on set with Zack Snyder, maybe his filmmaking will rub off on Zack Snyder and it'll be a better movie. No, I think Zack Snyder does a fine job and he knows how to shoot these things. I think the problem is with the story. Yes, that I agree with. That's the biggest issue Man of Steel had, mm-hmm. and any movies coming after that's going to be with the story. So. I wish people would think twice about what they're talking about. They are with saying Affleck though, directing that, and Zack Snyder being a, you know, a shitty director. Zack right. Snyder's a good director. He's just never had well, a super duper script. He's a decent director. He's a decent director because where that, do, uh, see every what I don't understand is everybody seemed to love Three Hundred, and and the Dawn of the Dead remake is pretty well remembered. I think it's not laud. Mm-hmm. It's not lampooned. It's uh, remembered a lot better than the Friday the Thirteenth and. Uh, Freddy remakes we had. I agree with, yes. Um, And 300 was his kind of stamp on the earth, and everybody loves it. It's Mm -hmm. really quoted. You know, Watchmen was okay. Sucker Punch was, you know... Pretty uh, awful. Pretty (laughs) awful, but I I don't understand how he's a okay director when he's had, you know, two good films and one okay film and then one bad one. Like, even Steven Spielberg directs Amistad. His his major major issue, Brent, and... This doesn't become apparent in movies like uh, like Dawn of the Dead or 300 because there's so much action going on. He can be kind of stiff at times with his shot selection. Right. Uh, can, I, can I jump? Can I jump in as a, as a filmy? Please. All right. Uh, from a from 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 a, a film perspective, Zack Snyder seems to be a little bit repetitive with his filmmaking process, and I mean, for the most part, every director, every director, every film creator has their own type of style with with michael bay michael bay always has that one tracking dolly shot slow motion explosion around that snyder it's it seems for him it seems to be a lot of useless frenetic action and it seems like how how it's filmed it doesn't really it's just with 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 snyder it's just looking at shots on the screen for the most part nothing's really not the his action doesn't really help the stories his action doesn't really push the, the, the story along unless where it came to 300 300 was for the most part an all action story sucker punch it suffered from action unfortunately because it was i think it was a little bit too jarring he couldn't really find a way to really different differentiate between uh differentiate between baby dolls baby dolls world and the, the world of action that was going on around it yeah. and that's really what snyder is hindered by and also even looking at man of steel I think he he got the action down from Man of Steel because it's, it's a Superman film. Punching things is what he does a lot, but I think he's also hindered by the fact that there are scenes in there where the actors just stand there and they're just 
talking at you or talking to the screen, and it doesn't really resonate. That's the problem with with, with Snyder. Yeah, and I mean, hopefully with uh, with Superman, Batman, he'll be able to keep everything in check and and give us a frenetic, I guess, fast paced movie that doesn't drag. And that's that's what I'm hoping for here, at least a little bit, and and that he is able to, I guess, keep it keep it a little bit more fresh than uh, than and maybe change up his his, his shot style a little bit uh, from from time to time. But whatever, I'm talking out my ass. I, I like movies. Hopefully, this is going to be a decent movie. We'll see. It's just what what you said, Brent, is one hundred percent true. It's it's whatever story winds up being on the screen is going to be more important here. Like, I mean, it, it could be a a dull shot movie, but as long as I'm enjoying what's going on at the screen, then I'll be all right. Yeah. Oh, although I think it's funny. It, it shows the strength of a of a franchise, though, with how now everything's going to be. Batman vs Superman. How Batman now is top billing in the Superman movie, and how how he'll probably have top billing in the movie, mm-hmm. but most likely only be in there for maybe about twenty to thirty minutes of the film. Yeah. So I think that shows the strength of the franchise. That shows it shows true who their real breadwinners for DC is Batman. Unfortunately, oh certainly, yeah. And, and that yeah. and there there is I mean there were rumors out the wazoo that another one of the reasons that Ben Affleck is there, and I'm not talking Batman Superman, but that. He will wind up directing a Justice League movie. I'd be okay with that. Yes. Well, that was the, that was the. Rumor. I would that be was... okay with that because he tends to do really grounded films. Mm-hmm. So if there's one thing that Ben Affleck could probably do well on a Justice League movie, is to make the film feel grounded and the characters yes. relatable, which is what everybody's been saying that a Justice League movie needs to have Absolutely. because the characters are so powerful and godlike, unlike the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that, Which that was technically that was, isn't true, but I mean, whatever. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was the big, that was the big rumor. What five years ago when they were talking about doing the movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and be, before the writer strike, uh, it was you know I think they're they're gonna have either Ben Affleck direct, have him both direct and star as Batman. That was the big. That wasn't five years ago. That was like last year. It was last year. It, it was right. it, yeah. It was actually pretty recent, Brandon. Because because right. at that point, uh, Affleck wasn't. Uh, as Five years ago, Adam Brody was the Flash in the Wolfgang Peterson movie. Oh, uh, Army Hammer oh, was geez. Batman. <laughs> which, which I, I would have been alright with. I want to see the costume designs. Like, I want to know more about that. Like, there we're getting that Superman Lives documentary from uh-huh. Kickstarter. Yeah. Like, I want to know about this Justice League movie as it goes on. Maybe if they end up making one, we'll hear more about it in like the special features. Like, we started with this, 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 and. We, we had this. We had this. Idea. We wanted to use Common as a, the you know Common the rapper. We want to use him as a Green Lantern because you know he's a force of positivity. You know he's got he's got it going on. He's smooth. He's a smooth brother. You know what I'm saying, man? And like he 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 can do things with the ring. He's all about the force. You know he's all about man. I can do whatever I want because I'm a proud black man. <laughs> hey, I like Common. I'm down with him. He, he's so a common I, man. I was down with that casting. No, he's he's absolutely a commoner. Mm. What the? Yeah, thank you for that one. That that one hundred percent deserved the groan. So that's that. I'm all right with that. Go ahead. What it out, man? What it all out? Uh, but uh, I, I put I put money down for that uh, Superman Lives documentary. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, it'll actually wind up being worth. I think the what is what was it? Fifteen bucks I put down for a digital I copy. Didn't pledge anything, but uh, I'll we'll watch. I'll rent it or something when it comes out. Yeah, it'll be available on demand. I guarantee. Still you. waiting for my uh, Jamal Eigel hardcover. 
As am I. Yeah, I, I've decided to wait until the hardcover to read Molly Danger. That's that's what I decided to. Okay, cool. Even though he has posted every review under the planet, I'm still <laughs> waiting to read it. Real quick comment, by the way, James Spader as Ultron. Go. Uh, interesting. I saw a, a preview for his new show called The Blacklist. So did I. And uh, he's got an interesting voice on there. Like, So I could see it already sounds kind of robotic. And in, in but, one of these preview clips, it sounded like he was over a telephone line. Yeah. And I was like, oh. You add some effects and like tin it up a little bit, mm-hmm. and that can, can be sound really threatening and creepy. Yeah, yeah. Daniel Jackson. Yes. Uh. Yes. The one that everyone has forgotten is, is Daniel Jackson. Yes. Well, all right. Look, Brandon. He's. Look at some of the roles where he played either the bad guy or a fucked up individual, and you will hear the menace in his voice. Go watch Secretary. Yes. Yes, it's a freaky a ass movie. Yeah, it's a freaky ass movie, but but you'll get that. And and even uh, watch the Blacklist uh, trailer, and you'll hmm. see a very controlled, conniving voice in that as well. I, I I could see it. The only thing that this does is it puts down theories that Ultron is going to be the Jarvis AI uh, advanced, unless all of a sudden he's going to lose his British accent. Like that's part of the menacing. But yeah, uh, and the other thing too, since. He's on this series, like it's kind of pretty much, pretty much done that he's not going to be doing any motion capture. Yes, I think that's kind of out, and that's that's a bummer. Unless he does it after the fact, but he's not doing it on set, a la the Hobbit films with Gollum and stuff like that. Yeah, or or mm-hmm. or uh, Benadryl, uh, a cold medicine, who who is doing the uh, the, the dragon in the Hobbit. Benadryl. <laughs> yeah. ben- I prefer eggs. Ben- I prefer eggs. Ben- in the cover bun. <laughs> You know, I think the worst possible thing is for him to be the villain in Star Wars. Oh. That rumor was going around the other day, and God. I was like, no, please, no. no. Enough. Was, Enough. Bad, JJ. Uh, Go to your room. I was see, like, I was like, okay, I can see that. I can see him as like, like maybe like a, a good Jedi. Yes. Villain? No, 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 no. Yeah. He, I, mean, I, want, I want him against type, please. Let, no. Make him a good guy. I do not want any of J.J. Abrams' favorite people. Oh. In this movie, uh, so you, you don't you don't want a um? There's always there's always Adana in it at all. I do not want Greg Grumberg as a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe as Jar Jar. I mean, who knows? But who? <laughs> exactly. Greg Grunberg could be Boss Nass. Greg Grunberg could be Boss, boss Nass. Nass. <laughs> now what? Well, the happened as as the as the new Boba Fett. Uh, I was actually about to make a blog post about the death of the expanded universe when that movie comes out. Uh, trust me, uh, there are many people that are going to be right there with you because it's it's uh, sad that I mean they used to have I don't know if they if they still do but they used to have a guy whose exact job was to catalog and approve future yeah, projects. The, the archivist, yeah. yeah, the archivist to ensure that the that the extended universe remained properly intact that nothing went against anything that had already been established he's still out there and he's and they're still making books which is i don't know i think kind of a little bit of a fruitless effort now well we'll see i mean i mean again nothing's come out yet in one way or the other so i mean we we could we could very well have something that uh easily plays within the lines or maybe throw it all out don't say it don't don't say it'll be like Oh, God. The alternate universe time oh, travel. Oh, 
stuff from the Star Trek reboot. You just had to go and oh, say God. it, we'll have, didn't you? We'll have this universe and the expanded universe together at the same time, existing as a and, paradoxical anomaly and Mark in Hamill, our heads and this universe. And Mark Hamill will go back in time, and he'll be the bridging gap. There'll be two Luke Skywalkers walking around. There you go. Yeah. that's. And in the second movie, we're going to needlessly throw to Mark Hamill, just because <laughs> we wanted him in there. God. To remind us that this was a parallel universe. God, I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> Brent, you, you have killed, masticated, and defecated on my childhood. Thank you. <laughs> well, the only benefit about about a story like this, Brandon, is that uh, future Luke Skywalker would be able to go over to younger Luke Skywalker and say, just so you know, kid, she's your sister. Don't kiss her. <laughs> uh, true. Com- completely avoid any of the weird shit. Or, hey, 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 look, there's our dad. Or what? <laughs> yeah, no, we're not doing that this time. Yeah, no. No, no. I, I, don't, I don't think that was, is going to happen because Alex Orzi so, and Kurtzman are not doing the script. Yeah. Uh, they but got doing the script doing to it. Star Trek 3. Yeah. Yeah. Woo, uh, who knows? Right, yeah. Cedra. Um, Cedra. <laughs> but I, I think what Star Trek <laughs> Into Darkness had going against it was that for the longest time they said it's not con, it's not con, it's not con. And then it was con. It was when, con. It was con the whole time. Yeah. Everybody knew it. And now on the on the cover copy for the Blu-ray, it just straight up calls him con. Right. Like no more mystery for anybody who hasn't seen the movie. It just straight up calls him con on the on well, the cover copy. I, I somehow I feel like that movie would have worked so much better had they just said Benedict Cumberbatch is playing con. Mm-hmm. And, and there was no big you know, twist music or anything like that. Uh, you know, when he said, I'm Benedict Arnold Cumberbatch Khan, <laughs> and Michael Giancano's score went, bah, bah! like twist music. If, what, if the twist? If they had just I said, am oh, Bumblebee Cumberbun. If they had just said, oh, he's, he's Khan, yeah, all the way, then nobody would have gone into it being like, what's in the box? What? What's in the mystery box? <laughs> oh, stop. No, no, what? that phrase is dead. No mystery what? box crap. Look, uh, I just want them to stay away from I, that with this. I continue to say the whole thing would have been solved if he would have just been one of Khan's crewmen. You know, have play the same damn damn story oh, yeah. if, if you wanted to, but just have him be one of Khan's crewmen instead of suddenly Khan's wife. But that's a whole other story, and I'm going to go down that rabbit hole again if I don't shut up about uh, Star Eugenics. Trek. Eugenics. Eugenics okay. war. Marvel. Marvel. Ian, I heard you read Superior Spider-Man. Yes, I did. What'd you think? Oh, wait, really? You did? Yeah. I uh, I I went and I caught up. I read thirteen issues in a matter of like three days. I, I went. And how, ca- how, did, how did you catch up? Uh, via, via digital. Um, <laughs> I well, well that and I well okay. Mind you, I could have used my own account for that because I have all the issues with the digital codes. But I was lazy and I was still logged into yours, so I just downloaded your copies because they were <laughs> oh, there. Um, but no, I, I read issues three to sixteen. Because I, that's how long I actually had not read it. And by the way, 316 says I, was, I just kicked your ass. Um, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I wasn't expecting to because I was a little lukewarm on the Doc Ock thing. While I liked the concept, I wasn't quite sure where they were going to go with it. Uh, once we got past the whole, and yeah, spoilers. So if you're not reading it, then you should probably just skip ahead right now because I'm about to spoil it. Um, once we got past the whole Peter Parker as a ghost thing and just had Doc's consciousness as Spider-Man, 
you know, and he's left to his own devices, we started to see some cracks forming there, and his relationship with the Avengers fell apart a little bit, and and he's uh, he's putting uh, villains in the hospital and just straight up killing other villains, and he winds up uh, blackmailing Jay Jonah as as one of the uh, things. Which, mind you, I feel like Spider Man should have done freaking years ago, <laughs> like Peter Parker or no Peter Parker, he really should have put Jonah in his place. But now he certainly has. The only thing that he's keeping up in Peter's life seems to be the relationship with May because, well, Doc used to have a relationship with May in another way, if you know what I mean. <laughs> wink, wink, no, no, say no more. So he's still friendly with her and wants her to be all right in life, and that's and that's all well and good. And plus, I I really like the character they introduced, the... Uh, the the midget physicist. The, yeah, the midget. The midget physicist. Yes, yes. I wasn't going to quite use those Excuse words. Excuse me, not the, a midget. The little, the little person. Little person. Little lady. Because yeah, he can't. Did we say a, a midgetist? The mid- dwarfist. <laughs> the midgetist. <laughs> midgetist sounds like a horror movie. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. The the uh, the the little person that they introduce to who becomes uh, friends and then eventually re- in a relationship with Peter. I like that character a lot. The art by Stegman and the art by Ramos has been. Terrific, and no, Ramos is the one who's been killing it. Oh Stegman, my god! Eh. Yeah, I know you're still lukewarm on Stegman, but fuck you, I like him. <laughs> That's fine. I still think Ramos is the real star. No, and I'll, I'll agree. His Ramos has already been really Ramos good. and uh, Giuseppe Camancoli mm. have done more issues than Stegman has on those 16 issues. Yeah, they've been the real stars of that book, in my opinion. But most importantly, I want to know who's in the Goblin outfit because I still don't think it's it's Norman. Oh yeah, the Green Goblin. Yeah, sorry, the Goblin King. Goblin King, as he's now calling himself. Uh, Dude, I don't. That was messed up at the end of the Hobgoblin arc. It's like you're now something else, Goblin. <laughs> the Goblin Knight. Goblin Knight. Yeah. No. And uh, what's what's her face? Lizzie's back, and she looks totally different. Oh right, yeah. Menace. Yeah. Menace. Yeah, I entirely forgot about that. Yeah, a lot of people did. <laughs> <laughs> when when was she? When was she brought up? Uh, she's. He calls her up in that last issue where he makes Hobgoblin the Goblin Knight. Uh-huh. He calls her up, and she's the one who actually like takes him down there and kidnaps him and stuff. Right. But she's okay. got – and the horns look totally different. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have the white face anymore. It's more of like a, a gray or like a green, dull gray type thing. So she's gone through like another transformation or and something. Doesn't he also have menace at his side also? That's who Lizzie, Lizzie is. Wait, Really? Remember Harry's girlfriend? No, dude, no, no, no. You're confusing. You're confusing. Menace was uh, was someone different. Wasn't Menace the one that 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 uh, that sort of almost like uh, had the adapting powers? No, Menace was the goblin on the glider. Oh, okay. Second arc, and she was Harry's really tanned girlfriend that had blonde hair. And she got You're pregnant, right. and they yeah. had a baby. Okay, then who am I thinking of? The one, the the, the almost like adapt adaptable villain that was in the early brand new day days. Um, God, yeah, I remember him. You know what I'm thinking of, right? The uh, the Jimenez arc. Yeah, yeah, the really ugly one. That was Shit. a different thing. Yeah, you know, let me let, not... me let me look that up. Phil Jimenez. Brand it's the name of the arc. Is the name of that character? Yeah. Let's see if I can bring it up. It was like a really dumb name too. Like yeah. like on the nose. Yeah, because he had he had like the like almost like rat like skin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, this uh, this is making for great podcasting. Brand new day volume two. Don't worry, it'll get cut out in the end, or it won't, and everyone will sit here as we try <laughs> and figure out what the hell's going on. Freak. 
That's what it was. Yeah, yeah it, it, you're right. It was entirely on the nose. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's why I couldn't think of it. It's like some Fucking sort of on the nose. some sort of freakish guy. Like he was like some sort of freak or something. Really, really freaky. And, Freak, and, freakazoid. <laughs> freak on a leash. Are, are you reading yeah, the premise? That was, that was Bob Gale's contribution to Spider-Man. Yes. Thanks. Yes, Back indeed. to the future writer. Great Scott. Dick. Yeah. You reading it, Brennan? Uh, I'm behind. The last thing I read for Superior Spider-Man was the uh, on Rikers doing it for the execution. I think of uh, was it not the yeah, Vulture? Yeah, yeah. You're mm-hmm. like three Spider Slayer. Yeah, Spider Slayer. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. He yeah. doesn't have the new costume yet. Yeah, which I like. The, yeah, yes, the new costume which has a little bit of Ben Riley in it. All right, yeah. Boom. That makes me Shakalaka. happy. Yeah. No, I mean, it does look a lot like that Ben Riley outfit. Like, it's a combination of the Ben Riley outfit and the uh, Iron Spider. Yes. Yeah, because he's got the whole ar- extra Ho- arms thing since he's Doc hoodie? Doc. No hoodie. Darn. No. Darn. I, I think it's kind of interesting that they haven't, like, gone into a whole bunch of things of, like, you know, a whole issue devoted to what this new costume can do. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just going to make shit up as they go along, and Which I think it's going to be neat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and even better, like, I haven't read the issue that came out today as, we, as we're recording this yet. But I haven't either. Spider-Man 2099. 2099. Miguel O'Hara, yeah! Yeah! And I'm sure he's going to be like, hey, Spidey, um, we've met once or twice. Um, what the fuck? Dude, I am the Spider-Man from the future. You are the Spider-Man from the past. I need your car. I'm an EOD Spider-Man, dude. <laughs> you're, okay, you're sounding more like uh, uh, I want I want your face off than anything else right now. <sighs> don't get me started. Don't don't get me started on, on my Nicolas Cage. Okay, because I can do it. I, I There's know. a ton of awful Nicolas Cage movies on Netflix right now. Oh, really? Like the last three years of his work, other than Ghost Rider, are all, on ne- are all on Netflix. Is right Drive now. Angry on there? No, Drive Angry's not, but everything Damn. after that. Damn. I'm not Damn. knowing. I'm talking about like... Because uh, so, oh you know what he does in that movie. Stolen, uh, The Seeking Justice, where he's married to like January Jones. Or oh, Bangkok, was it uh, Bangkok Dangerous? No, that's not on there. I'm talking uh, like really, really okay. recent. Because, because I, I was gonna say, like, like the one thing that he does in Drive Angry, like this is a totally a spoiler. He drives drive angry. angry. <laughs> it's like Ghost Rider in a car, <laughs> minus the flames. Well, no, he's still from hell. Uh, so plus the flames. Spoilers. The sorry, please. the The other, the other thing that I that I am absolutely loving that Brent, you gotta read eventually. Like I know you've been picking up uh, collections that have been coming out. Once the collection for Young Avengers comes out, you need to read it. Like you will love it. It's how, how was the new how, how was the new Young Avengers? The new Young Avengers. It's written by Gillen. Uh, the art by Jamie McKelvey with uh, backgrounds by Mister Mike Norton. And okay, how how slow is Jamie McKelvey that he can't draw backgrounds? Uh, That's it, fucking it, sad. It's not I'm the, sorry. Okay, well, well, first off, uh, everybody in Japan does it this way, so it's actually no problem with me. Like the him choosing to do that, Jamie McKelvey's going for his strengths here, and his strengths are expressions and uh, s- setups. Like he he does uh, like some really abstract panel layouts and stuff like that at times that actually work incredibly well in the issues themselves. So he's he's bringing that, and then Mike Norton's filling in 
the rest, which, again, I'm perfectly fine with. And I mean, I, I talked to Mike about it. Uh, it's, it's a continuation in some ways of Gillen's Journey in the Mystery, because uh, Young Loki is in this. and Which I read. Yeah, and, and Young Loki, I mean, you read, the, you read all of it, right? No, I didn't read Journey in the Mystery. Oh, you didn't, you didn't read Journey in the Mystery. Okay, I'm no. sorry. I, I thought you. I was I thought, joking. Oh, okay. That was sarcasm. That really wasn't good sarcasm. I know internet sarcasm sucks. Yeah, you can't you, tell. You've done. Uh, you've done. You, no, you've done better voice sarcasm before I'm than sorry. that, man. Like you got, I, my on. heart wasn't into it. Yeah, I no, because I mean, I'm actually reading Journey in the Mystery now, like like as back issues, and that's again a lot of fun. Like if you enjoy Thor, which I know you do from time to time. I do. It's just I fell off Fractions Run. So why would I want to read Journey into Mystery? Because it's actually, like, not at all like what... I tried reading the crossover they did, and I couldn't get through any of those issues. That's because you were, in essence, reading the conclusion of Journey into Mystery. Like, that crossover was a stupid idea from the start, just because, again, it threw in there, like... A whole bunch of stuff into like it was, it was mainly Journey in the Mystery. It wasn't Thor, unless you actually knew what was going on in Journey in the Mystery. That crossover didn't really work. But here, the uh, in Young Avengers, you know, you've got Young Loki, you've got uh, a whole bunch of the uh, the members of the original Young Avengers team. So you've got Wiccan and Hulkling, you've got uh, Speed in there as well, which is still a stupid name, but even he makes fun of it, so that's that's fine. A character that. I've always liked from the uh, the new X Men. Uh, damn it, I'm, I'm blanking on his name all of a sudden. Uh, Brandon, maybe Husk. you know. Uh, no. Beak. No. No. New X Men, as in New X Men, X Men Academy, not uh, not Morrison's. Uh, oh, new X-Men. Uh, uh, not Prodigy. Uh, Prodigy. Uh, That's exact. Yeah. Okay. No, thank you. Yeah. No. Uh, Isn't that the guy who took over for Spider Man? Maybe it's not no, Prodigy. No, right? Prodigy is the black kid. Uh, the, the, yeah, uh, that's that's what I'm talking about, dude. Yeah, yeah the guy in the golden armor that took over for, for Spider Man. I thought Prodigy. he was Prodigy. Yeah, it, Prodigy. It, it's a name that's been used multiple times. Like, oh gosh, yeah, I know. What a shock! What a shock! <laughs> Marvel has used a name multiple times this year. Then, but uh, no, Prodigy is in this, and uh, Miss America is brought in as well, and she's from uh, the Marvel multiverse. We don't know a lot about her right now. All we know is that she uh, oh, has she's from uh, what's it called? Uh, no, was it the was it the one with the uh, death of gravity? From MC2? No, this is a different Miss America. You're thinking of American Dream. American Dream was the Captain America female. Right. Uh, Miss America okay. is just a. Her, her actual full name is Miss America Chavez. Like. Her, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah her her uh, her name is America Chavez. Her you know uh, hero moniker is Miss America. But the, she comes from a uh, a multiverse world where uh, her parents were pretty much in charge of the planet like squadron supreme style and they wanted her to take over but instead she chose to go out on her own like we really don't know a lot about her world right now but the whole series starts off as like a co- and, and, and you know they, they play a little bit on what came before in both young avengers and journey in the mystery but it, it does start pretty new too so like you don't have to have read everything that's going on in there but one of the things that happened in young avengers is Hulkling lost his uh, his mother, and uh, Wiccan decides that using his abilities, which he inherited from Scarlet Witch, because he's because he's one of her kids, is that he's gonna find a copy of Hulkling's mom from another reality, like right before she died, pull her out, and then bring her in, so that Hulkling will have a mom again. 
and everything goes horribly wrong from there. Like, I don't want to spoil anything else that happens in the title past that, but there's a whole lot of great character building going on here. The art is superb all the way throughout, and it's it's one of the freshest, most interesting books that uh, that Marvel puts out. It's my top of the stack every single month. Like, it is the first book that I go and read. And that says a lot for me because I'm liking a lot of what Marvel's putting out. Like, it's like, it's Young Avengers, then it's all-new X-Men, and then now it's going to be, now that I'm caught up against Superior Spider-Man. Read, if you are not reading Young Avengers, I 100% recommend it. Brandon, trust me, you will love it. I don't know if Brent will because he's weird, because he's Brent, but... Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Calls no. season. Yeah, I, 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 I only half kid Brent, but uh, I'm probably more normal than either of you. In which is exactly in why I say you world. might not like it because I'm weird. But <laughs> <laughs> but no, but Brandon, you will absolutely love it. Like the uh, the trade's going to drop, and I believe another few weeks. Actually, I think if not uh, next week and the week after. So pick it up and do yourself a favor. But Brent, try the first six issues digitally. You know when they when they release the uh, the collection, if it's a good price, which it normally is, uh, you'll you'll wind up hopefully pleasantly surprised. You mean like the sixty dollars they're charging for the Age of Ultron digital collection right now? That doesn't count as uh, as a good price because <laughs> that is Age of Ultron, and they actually I did look at that, and it's all the tie-ins included too. I was like, why would you want to read those? Look oh. that. At least that that weaves your value in there. I mean, it's not like they're charging sixty bucks for six issues. Well, they did for twelve for Age or Aver, AVX. Anyway, that's, that's disgusting. Yes, that that hurts me inside. I yes, cry, I, yes, I, go, yes. I, I go cry now. Well, I'm uh, sure I spent more than that on the actual individual issues, but oh boy, I just went. I just wax poetic on a on a series. So uh, some someone else should talk. Brandon, if you got something right away, go ahead. Well, I, I, just, I just read a what is it, Battle of the Atom number one. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I, I'm halfway through the issue, actually. I haven't, I haven't finished it entirely, but I was reading it as I was coming home. It was a quick read, mm-hmm. which was a, a little bit of a letdown for me, but I, 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 I like where it's going so far. I, I, I like the idea. Mm-hmm. Now, is this... Because, I mean, I haven't finished it entirely yet. Like, Do you think that you will be able to know what's going on if you only pick up all new X-Men and, say, Uncanny? Uh... No, hold on. Like, if you were to skip the Battle of the Atom issues entirely, like, would it make any sense? Oh, no, because it it wouldn't make sense because it. it, I figured. Because right in the the middle, that thing happens, and then Mm -hmm. you got that lot that get. Oh, right in the middle, that thing happens, and then. So, I. I, I, That's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem for for people because I know that there are going to be people that don't pick this up, and then they're going to have to rely entirely on that recap page. Right. And then just read all new X-Men and it's going to piss some people off. Like I'm, I'm already reading X-Men uncanny and all new. So I'll be able to read this as a crossover. Cause I am, I did order both battle, battle of the Adam issues one and two. So I'm fine, but I know people that have not. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if that, if that's going to work too well for them. See, right. Right. I'm only reading uh, uncanny Avengers and I'm only reading, I'm only reading uncanny Avengers and all new. So I, I may okay. suffer a little bit. Mm hmm. But uh, I, mean, I do like the fact that it is bookended, though. Uh, I don't see the need to make a whole entire miniseries again for an X book. Good, especially since they're doing so well without having miniseries or having without having tie-ins. Right. So I think that that's one of the strengths of the books. Uh, so I'm I'm digging that right now. 
I'm behind in a lot of books. I was on vacation last week and before, so I don't know. That's what vacations are for, catching up on books. Yeah, you were in the car for two days. What did you do? I listened to audiobooks and I read uh, my Star Wars books. Welcome to Night Vale. No, I read, uh, the, new Star- I read the new Star Wars books, uh, uh, Mercy Kill book. Amazing. Oh, yeah? Uh, yes. Cool. Well, I say, Brandon, another one of the books that you're going to have to read is actually ad- adjectiveless X-Men. Really? Yes. And which what? team is that? Is that uh, the summer That's team? The chick book. Yes. Oh, with, uh, hold as, on. as you delightfully put it, yes, it is the uh, it is the team consisting currently Storm, of uh, yes, yeah, Storm, Rogue, Kitty, Rachel, Psylocke, and and Jubes. That w- that wasn't. Did you say pubes? Jubes, as in jubilee. Jubilation. Now, yeah. It wasn't. Um, wasn't wasn't that the team also for? Uh, uh, Astonishing. No, astonishing or uh, one of the one of the uncanny books. It was oh, you're thinking of uncanny X Force. Uh, yeah, some of the there the, yeah there is some crossover in teams uh, for that, but uh, I th- I believe Psylocke and Storm are on both teams. Right, that's with Puck, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, with uh, Spiral thrown in there also, and uh, I think one other that I can't think of right. Oh yeah, and I think Bishop is supposed to be on that team. Right, and uh, yeah, it wasn't also um, uh, uh, Phantom X? Yes, yes, Phantom X or... It's, fe- it's the, female personality, though. The, not, yeah, yeah. The, the Phantom X triplets, I think, are all involved in that. Yeah, which, you know, thanks, Rick Remender, for being weird. Um, and, we, and now we lost print. Good job. <laughs> Wait, did we really? No, no, you're just talking about X-Men. Oh, okay. All yeah. reading is, I picked up Battle for the Atom 1, and I picked up all new X-Men today. Okay. I'll give it a shot. I don't know about... Uh, getting the rest of the other ones. Have you been, have you been I have not read them yet. Well, you, yet. well, you're still. I mean, you. I know you picked up volume one of Uncanny X Men. You just haven't gotten to it yet, right? No, I haven't. I haven't gotten that yet. But I did. I have been all the way with all new X Men, which I'm enjoying. Good. So. Yeah. So yeah. okay, won't be too lost then. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I, I mean. I mean. I know. Well, how lost be- can I be on Uncanny? They set up the book before it even started. Right. In the first six issues of All New. Yeah. So. yeah. And, and actually, the first like. The first four or five issues of Uncanny X-Men pretty much mirror what's going on in all new X-Men. Like, it's the other half of the story. Yeah, it's like, Angel's leaving! Oh my god! Yeah, Angel's <laughs> still leaving! Oh my god! <laughs> like, that's that's almost well, exactly Angel's what happens. Angel's here! Yeah. But no, with, with X-Men in particular, Brian Wood, another guy I'm hit and miss with. Like, sometimes I like what he does. I, I sort of soured on, D, on DMZ. I got rid of all my trades. I just didn't really care for it past like volume four or whatever. But with what, with the, with the story that he's crafting right now, um, he brought in John sublime again, which uh, you might remember from uh, Morrison's run and a couple other uh, uh, instances. Uh, And he brings in sublime's uh, sister, which unlike sublime who takes over uh, human bodies, uh, sublime sister takes over technology and uh, she winds up running amok in the X-Mansion. And you've got Jubilee, who winds up getting uh, a hold of this uh, baby that I believe... Was it's the hope of the mutant race. Nope. And was found in a crib in a pit of water For in once. a town that was burned by purifiers yeah. and drawn by Mark Silvestri. For once, that is not the case, Brent. Which is why this book is fun. 
<laughs> For once, it is just a baby. It is not the hope of the mutant race, baby. It's who just a freaking baby. Who will now, now be raised by a vampire jubilee? Yes, but... Robert Pattinson, have we got a movie deal for you? They've only actually mentioned the vampirism like three times in this, Brandon. So she's not a vampire anymore? No, she is. She is. She is. Do these vampires, do they walk in the day? Uh, They can, yes. Well, no, wait, hold on now. She has light suppressors. No, because during during uh, that big vampire crossover, they were burning the sunlight and somehow... Yes. Was that that the... Dracula crossover, I think that was right. I think so, yeah, but uh, uh, that one sucked. Um, <laughs> no, this the, uh, she has light suppressors that I'm pretty sure Beast made because you know she she does work with the X Men. Like she's able to get some some decent tech. What is a light suppressor? Uh, it it pretty much stops her from absorbing UVs. What? <laughs> which is uh, which? If she still had her powers, which would be the most ironic ever. She'd be killed by her own powers. I know. Hilarious. That would be that would be great. But she's she's got uh, some uh, you know vampiric uh, abilities now. Oh uh, board sounds dumb. Move on. <laughs> good art by Olivia Coypel, and uh, and good story by by Brian Wood. Brandon will like it. Brent will get bored. So on and so forth. Let's move on. What about Infinity? What are you? I'm I'm way behind on I, on, on my. I ex- read- on my Avengers. I read, I read one, and that was it. I like where it's going. Like I like the concept, but I'm just afraid. I'm like I'm gonna have to read all these freaking issues now of all these books I don't read. <laughs> I I read I read uh, Avengers and I read Infinity two today. I am liking Hickman on Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the first trade of New Avengers digitally. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, so, <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm, I have I have New Avengers myself, and I'm messing with you. Yeah, I know. Uh, but what what I thought was kind of weird was I thought it, this like Infinity Number One would be like this big clash of like you know we've been building to all these things so like shit would just explode, and then I read Number Two today, and it's still like he's still building in this main miniseries, so I'm like. So is this miniseries just building to inhumanity? Like, because now the Inhumans are in it and stuff. And oh, I, and for for that matter, I love how uh, and yeah, we 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 said we we're gonna bring this up, so I'll bring it up real quick. Like, I love how Marvel's teaser images now are reminding me of the next week coming attractions for Mad Men. Like yeah. they, they they tell you absolutely nothing Dude, anymore. Him, me and Mandy always, whenever we watched this last season of Mad Men, we would be like, "Okay, so what? Are, what are they? What do we think they're gonna say in the teasers?" And we'd just throw out like random words, like, "Huh? What? No way! Next time you're mine!" Or just did you fart? Like, darn it, Bill, you're an idiot! Oh god! <laughs> and now Breaking Bad is starting to do the same fucking thing with with, with, really? with their trailers. Like uh, for for next week's episode, I believe it was just something along the lines of, "It is time." I'm like what? What? But now it's like, is he dot 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 question mark? Like that's that's your teaser image, Marvel. <laughs> They're still, you know, oh, uh, Captain Marvel or uh, Marvel Man. What, Marvel, what's his face? Yeah, yeah, never, never. It's not. It's not going to be him. Well, I mean, uh, Johnston is uh, theorizing it's going to be Thanos' kid. Yeah, which one? One of them. Well, that was the thing in uh, issue two today. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, which yeah, isn't really that much kind of a spoiler. Of, but not right? really. Yeah, no, not really. All right. Um, 
What I was kind of wondering was, are they really going to destroy the Ultimate Universe? Ooh. Um, with this should. Ultimate Cataclysm, because it looked like they put... I'm reading Ultimate Spider-Man with Miles, and it mm-hmm. looks like they put that series on pause for the Cataclysm Ultimate Spider-Man miniseries. Yeah. I'm about four or five behind on my on my Ultimate Comic Spider-Man, which I'll be catching up on next, because I just want to catch up on all my Spideys, but... I would not be shocked if Miles Morales is in the Marvel 616 within the next year and they just completely destroy the Marvel Universe because the few things, I'm sorry, the Ultimate Universe, because the few things that they had going for the Ultimate Universe, they kind of already have in the main 616. It's like, oh, well, Ultimate it, Universe has that black sh- uh, Nick Fury. Fury yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, they did that in my, in the regular universe now. Uh, oh, okay. Hickman wrote an awesome Ultimate Avengers. Oh, wait. He's that, writing <laughs> Avengers <laughs> awesomely yeah. now. Like, what? Hey, uh, Ultimate Universe still has a lot of mutants. Oh, you brought the mutants back in 616. Uh, well, um... Young, yeah, young Fantastic Four. Oh, they're dead, aren't they? Uh, yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, there's a totally different, unique Spider-Man in Ultimate. Oh wait, oh, wait. Doc Ock is Spider-Man. That's that's unique and different. Wait, uh, I think it's funny that like Peter Parker's never. Well, I'd never say never, but looks like he can never come back in either universe. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, he's gonna come back in the main universe. You know, what's oh, gonna happen. for sure. Please, for like sure. He, he better. He freaking better. That's all I gotta That's say. Strange. Come on. That's all you need. His girlfriend will find the gold Octobot from issue seven hundred and rebuild it, and his consciousness will still be there. Yeah. Or Doc Strange is gonna find uh, Peter's uh, essence in the in the Ether. beyond or whatever, and he's gonna piece it back together. And and the only thing he's gonna remember is Gwen, and then he's gonna have to find up, uh, wind up falling in love with Mary Jane again, and it'll be you great. Know, it'll be good you times. know what I think? What I hope happens is when they bring Peter back, and I say when, not if. Yeah. Because we know it's gonna happen, but when they bring Peter back and they put him back in Doc Ock Spidey, I hope it goes. He goes back to being a worse Spider-Man than Doc Ock. Uh, like, Peter Parker walks. Yes. Yeah, just goes back to doing yes. the way things he was. And the, the whole inferior city Spider-Man. Him. The whole city <laughs> hates him because he's doing this. He's basically doing the same job he was doing before, and he thinks it's okay. But like, he doesn't realize that Doc I'm at, really I'm at the, is a better hey, Spider-Man than him. I'm at the top of my game, guys. No, you're not, Parker. No, you're not. Uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, hey, uh, Spider-Man, uh, this is your Spider-Squadron. Um, we we, we kind of haven't been paid in the last month, burned. and we're wondering what's going on. Um, <laughs> help? My, my what? Spider-Squadron. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll get there, Chief. <laughs> you'll get there. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, like, it... it, it We'll get to a point where Spider-Man pretty much has a spider cave. It seems like the episode of uh, Spider-Man, of Ultimate Spider-Man, when he goes to when he goes to Baston. Yeah, I don't watch Ultimate Spider-Man. I watch good cartoons. Uh, it's not terrible, you know. Whatever, whatever you say, Brennan. Yeah, I watch an episode it's here. It's always there. been terrible. You mean the Ultimate Family Guy? Oh, pretty much. Yes, that's what it is. With the, the, the little cutouts on the sides. Yeah. So is Hulk? Agents of Smash, any good? I haven't watched it. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to say no. What about okay. be, what about Beware the Batman? What do you guys think? Love it. Yeah. You know, it's okay. I'm not loving it yet. I only I, watched the first two, and I didn't really like it, but I'll, I keep, might give it a keep shot. Keep going. Okay. Give it another shot. Right. Um, I'm uh, caught up, but I'm still not like 100%. But the weirdest thing for me is like everything's really stiff when you're looking at the characters. 
mm-hmm. and I thought they had solved this because the second season of Green Lantern, or the second half of it, seemed like they got the fluid animation down and everything was a little bit more lifelike. But here, it's almost like the first half of that season with Green Lantern where, remember Ian, you were watching it and yep. you were kind of like, I can't kind of stand it because they look really stiff a lot. Mm-hmm. It still has that same problem, except when Batman moves... Batman's like attacking, but he's moving really fast. Yeah, they haven't gotten the cowl like down right. Super. Either. That's the other thing that bothers me is like it's it's really weird. Yeah, yeah. Those ears look so weird. <laughs> like I'd the, rather the, them be short. It's like rather than be short. It's like there's like they're, they're rounded back somehow also too. Yes, not, not straight up. I'm like uh. so it looks like he's always in motion. Like his like his head's always going forward down. Yeah, his his head is like a weird curve when the cowl is on. But when he's not has the cowl, it's like super blocky, which I don't understand. You know what I did instead of watch Beware the Batman? You watched Young Justice. I finished Young Justice, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, you motherfuckers. Oh, I know. God I know. damn it. We told you. Oh. I, I remember telling you it was great. I, well, oh. I, I knew it was going to be fucking great. I just knew I would get heartbroken by that by that ending, and I absolutely did. It's like, God damn yeah. it, you were building the dark side, you Dark side. You'll never see it. Uh. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like G, G. Gordon Godfrey? They, they wouldn't be. They couldn't do that. They wouldn't do that. Oh, I, I guessed that from the start. I just didn't know how it was going to work out. And I, mean, they, I knew they it also, but they, they wouldn't do that. Cause that's, that's stupid. The show's ending. Why would they do it in the first place, right? Yeah. Then, um, then they do it. I'm like, Oh my god, he was there the whole entire time. What the heck? That and and we could have had because I two things that I knew we were gonna get in season three. Like right off the bat, we would have an entire dark side arc and we would have Wally trying to get his way out of the speed force. Yes. And that I cried out I teared a little bit when that, when when Wally got killed. I'm like, oh no, no, oh, Wally, Wally. Yeah, it's like, damn it, we can't have Wally be alive anywhere. Uh. It's like you son of a bitches. Or Stephanie Brown. Or Stephanie. Well, hey, yeah. Stephanie Brown was still in Young Justice for like 18 seconds. They couldn't cut her out. They just delayed Actually, the episodes that, like six months. That wasn't Stephanie Brown. That was us. Uh, was it? I think uh, was it. Was it Stephanie Brown? That was Stephanie Brown. It said so in the it said so in the credits. All right. Yeah. So I thought, I thought they, they did an allusion to Secret in Young Justice also too. Secret. Wait. As, oh yeah. No. No. Se- well, they had an episode devoted to Secret. Really? Yeah, oh. dude. Season one actually. Uh, Peter David wrote it. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, no, it's actually right. it's actually a pretty good episode too. If you haven't yeah. seen it, it's on Netflix. How come I, how come I don't? I'm I'm drawing a blank on that one. How written, come? written by Peter David it was almost like like actually like minute by minute it was almost entirely her origin. Really? Yeah. Hmm. The thing that I didn't like about the second season of Young Justice was those kids that Blue Beetle had to save, like the Static oh. and oh, the other the, uh, guys. Yeah, yeah, super, and super the friends. dude. Not Tornado Dude. Tornado dude. Girl and Apache Chief. That yeah, was lame. the Super Friends. Exactly. Do- Dr. Was... Light and um, was it? Doc- it was Dr. Light. It was um, Apache Chief. And Static I, Shock. Static and who else? Samurai or something? No, I forget the, what, what the name of the... the Japanese girl. Yeah, I forget what the name of the that Asian... Was, that was Light, though. Yeah. That, was Dr., that, was Hoshi, that was Hoshi Light. Right. Oh. I, I forget the name of the, of the Tornado one from the Super Friends, because... That was basically who, who that was supposed to be, but right. uh, st- static was always cool. But it, but the one thing that that, that uh, was brought up at the end of the first of that final episode was like, really, you got you got to stick the two black electric heroes together, like that's <laughs> you gonna do that, really? No, no. Like, yeah. come on, come See, on. See, the most frustrating thing about that is they did an awesome job with Blue Beetle there. 
Yes. Again, mm-hmm. and go back and read my editorial on Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. That's right when he was getting that push is when they canceled his series from the New 52. Yep. I was like, damn it. Absolutely. No like one's his, talking to each other, Jeff Jones. And his I, I, his whole story arc in that episode in that series was fantastic. Also, yes. too. Yeah. And the Martian, but, the Martian Beetle. Holy shit! Yes. That was yeah, so that cool. Was cool. Yeah, God. Black Beetle using Black Beetle in a way which isn't stupid. I love that also too. Yeah, and yeah, it was, they made Black Beetle much cooler than he was in the comics. <laughs> Not some time traveling other version of uh, um, no of ugh. Blue Beetle. You yeah. meet. Yeah, sorry, Dan Jurgens. That's where you went off the rails. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I mean, the the only other thing I'll I'll bring up is it was a absolute love letter to pre New Fifty Two, and that's why it had to go. Oh, I know, which is sad, but they had so such they had it so right, and I wish yeah, I wish this is what the New Fifty Two should have been. That's what the New Fifty Two should have been mm-hmm. in comics. Oh, real quick. And I keep saying real quick in this episode, even though it's never going to end. I've got two more topics I want to bring up. I think I see Flashpoint Paradox. Yes. You know what? Make it. Well, we can tie in these two together. I did see Flashpoint Paradox. I saw it right before I went to Otakon. Actually, I saw it at Otakon with uh, Adam and Comfort in the room. They created these new New 52 outfits so that they would look good on screen, apparently. Yeah, Flash just does not look good on screen. Oh no. my god, it looks terrible. It was <laughs> awful. Uh, okay, you, you, Brent, you played you played Injustice, right? Yes. What's the worst costume in the game? Killer Frost. Uh, <laughs> alternate costume. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, some of those costumes they've released have been pretty bad. The skins. Um, let me think. Let me think. I know where you're going with this. You yeah, want me to say Flash New Fifty Two? Yeah, yeah New Fifty Two. But I don't. I don't mind that. I think it's better than his regime costume. That's for damn sure. Oh yeah, where he's got like the super big lightning bolt ears that are like Hawkman's wings, the size, (laughs) right? Of like Hawkman or Wolverine ears. Uh, But I mean, that new fifty-two costume on him, I think it looks the it's the yellow lines. It just looks stupid when he's not moving. The the problem is the way that Manipul's doing it in the comics is that it seems and it only lights up when he's moving exactly very fast. Now, the way they interpreted it in animation and uh, in the Injustice game is that it's yellow seams all the fucking time. It so it looks stupid. like shit all the fucking time. It, it, so, it, looks, it looks like Zigzag Man. Yeah. Right. right. And I, th- I thought parts of the movie were done very well. Uh, I mean, it did, they did a good job of, uh, of transferring the story of the miniseries over to the screen decently. However, just like what is the case with any of the miniseries that they've turned into full stories, a lot of the character growth was lost in the movie. Right. Like, we didn't get nearly as much Lois Lane as I was hoping to get because I actually really liked her in Flashpoint. I think they think they did her you really well. still got well. Grifter and Canterbury Cricket, my yeah, friend. Grifter for like 18 two seconds. seconds. <laughs> and Canterbury Cricket for two seconds also, too. Yeah. And Grifter with no introduction, so anybody who didn't know who the fuck Grifter was would just be like, why are we supposed to care? Oh, you're Grifter. That, you're, that, you're part of the, uh, the insurgency. Yes, yes, I am. Yeah. Okay. And it just felt so weird seeing Grifter on the screen. <laughs> Like I'm, I, I know that this is the nerd in me. It's just like just seeing him in there standing next to Flash in a freaking animated movie was just like cognitive dissonance for me. It was, what, what is is this Wildcats all over again? Yeah. <laughs> you mean you mean X Men the animated series with cheaper animation? Yes. Oh jeez. <laughs> but it 
I mean, the voice acting was just fine. I think the cast of Grey's Anatomy did a very good job as Flash and uh, and Batman in this. Um, <laughs> how about how about Tim Daly's son though? T- Tim Daly's yeah, Sam Daly did a very good job of keeping up the uh, the Daly Enterprise he's, of being Superman. He's spot on. I yeah. will tell you. Yes, he sounded just like it. I'm like, is this creepy or not though? <laughs> <laughs> no, he 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 pulled it off. He one hundred percent. No, it off. you know what's even better is the the Daily Show, D A L Y show, yes, in yes. YouTube, and it's like the Superman Club, and he yes. gets inducted. <laughs> yeah, that with Dean Kane awesome. on, on the iPad, Dean Kane and Brandon Ralph, and Brandon Ralph, and yeah. the two dailies. That was that was great, and especially that they were on Andrea Romano's lawn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the movie the movie was just fine. It's just it was. Not at all a movie you could show your kids. Oh my god, so violent, so violent. Yeah. See, I I, I don't get what that complaint is. I don't well, get it. I mean, I I, I, I they I, they did an interview with James Tucker, or I think uh, I don't know where it was. It was either online or maybe it was Centris on War Balloon, and they said that they were told, like since the beginning and as they go on, do that a, do do a PG thirteen right. Earn your yeah. PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. Earn your PG thirteen. So yeah. I don't understand where this. Now the gunshot to the head. I even I was like, whoa! Well, I, I know mean, they're, yeah, they're earning well, it there, right? But but this is this is a complaint that a lot of people have in general with the current state of DC. That they're that they are going harder with a lot of their comics and that they're leaving, you know, younger generations behind or whatever. But the fact that it was PG thirteen accessible means that thirteen and above. It's it's a hundred percent fine with, which also means that you know chances are twelve, eleven, and ten it would be fine with. So I'm okay with with the way the movie was. See, I, I kind of feel like that's when kids would be interested in it, right? Right, and, and that's I mean, like, and that's what I'm saying too. Yeah. But, but here's the other thing too: if Marvel's aiming really young with Ultimate Spider-Man, mm-hmm. the shitty Avengers cartoon, the probably shittier oh, Hulk yeah. cartoon, yeah, let the kids watch those when they're young, yeah, and the parents don't have to because they're crap. Sorry. And you, if you want to show them younger cartoons, then show them old Super Friends, show them old BTAS and uh, Justice League cartoons. The, the best, uh, the best Avengers and cartoon that's out right them, now, by the way, is the Phineas and Ferb crossover. Let that them graduate amazing. to these DC movies, yes, and that'll get them reading the books mm-hmm. because you'll say, "Hey, you liked Under the Hood? Here's the book." Yeah, you know, and then you're. I think that's that's the, what the idea is. It's just it's going to take comic fan parents to execute it which is the wrong way to go about it right yeah i i, I don't like avengers assemble it's it's not really i, I watched the first episode and i was like fuck this yeah I, I gave it more than one episode i gave it i think about two or three and it's you know it, it feels like it's even playing down to the uh to the people it actually wants to wind up watching it like it's playing down to eleven or twelve year olds. Like it's trying to dumb down the story and the and the and the humor to like a way too low level. It's just not doing it for me. And, and the animation's not that great too. Like, which is a and shame the, because Man of Action is supposed to be great when well, it comes to that in particular. It's just well, not. They don't draw. They write it though. I mean, but still. right. But their production people are behind it as well. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm. you know, the same the same group of people. Like Ben Ten looks great. But uh, well, not, this not new Ben Ten. Well, I haven't seen new Ben Ten, so I can't really Ugh. comment on that. But eh, whatever. I, 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 the uh, the the Flashpoint Paradox movie was was all right. I, I give it about a three. Like it's it's not it's not horrible, but it wasn't great. 
Uh, Wolverine, I went to see. And I, I wanted to bring that up as one of our last things here. One um, more thing. I liked it. It was so a lot better I. than I thought it was going to be. Well, I still have not seen it. You still haven't seen it? No. Wow. I chose to see Kick-Ass 2 over Wolverine. I haven't seen Kick-Ass 2 yet. Kick-Ass 2 was good. 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 I, I respect your opinion on that, so I'll, yeah. I'll wind up seeing it probably within I mean, the next week or so. I, I never, I didn't read the Hit Girl or Kick-Ass 2 comics yet, mm-hmm. but uh, from the second movie, I'm, okay, obviously Matthew Vaughn is a superior filmmaker to this guy. Yes. No question That's about it. That's what everyone said, yeah. So there is a little bit lost there. You can kind of tell the budget was shrunk too. Um, and as far as like the violence and stuff, that's down. That's taken down a notch. It's not as violent as the first movie, in my opinion. Okay. Because hit, you don't have Hit Girl cutting limbs off and <laughs> dicing guys in half. Just funny because this this one Jim Carrey says he's not doesn't want any part of it. Right. Less that's volume. what I don't get. Like the first movie had a lot more stuff than even his character had any part of. Yeah. Or anybody else in the movie, for that matter. Um, but it's it's basically it's art for language and the humor. But the story is very well done. I think the characters are well out. I really liked uh, Christopher Mintz Plus as the motherfucker. Um, I, I hate the name, but you know, bless you, Mark Miller, for creating a character where everybody has to say the f word or blur it out. Yeah. Um, it's the mother blank. You're right, right. The mother, the MF or whatever. Yeah, that's not going to show it on, on but, FX anytime soon. Nope. But that was a fun, it was a fun movie. If you just go in there just expecting to have fun, you're going to have fun with it. All right, that's good. Don't expect it to be the the farce, the, the satire of the superhero movies that the first one was. Mm-hmm. Don't expect that at all. Just go in there expecting continuation of the characters that you liked in the story. Yeah. And I think you're going to have a good time. Wolverine, for me, while it does a few things wrong, like, for instance, Wolverine didn't know how to speak Japanese, and if he had been there as long as they implied, like, how is it possible that Logan didn't at least pick up a few words here or there? Um, that was kind of weird. I guess Hugh Jackman didn't want to learn more uh, Japanese, so go figure. Um, they do, other than that, uh, they hit a lot of major story points in the uh, in the Claremont uh, treatment of this uh, Japan of the Japan storyline. I think they they mm-hmm. actually did a very good job of uh, of giving us a Wolverine movie that didn't completely suck. <laughs> so, well, they, and they, they they got a lot of the characters a lot of the characters right also too yes mm-hmm. Yukio I thought Yukio was spot on for the comics yeah both Emil, both, uh, both Yukio and Moriko yeah I mean I thought Yukio looked a little bit different from the comics but I mean honestly she the character wise spot on yeah uh, Moriko was absolutely spot on also too mm-hmm. um, Silver Samurai was the biggest departure um, yeah yeah it was the biggest departure but I, I wasn't surprised though because yeah. honestly if you if you saw the trailer you could see how you could see it, it, you can see it in the trailer anyway. That CGI was a little bit clunky. A little bit clunky, but I mean, it it looked fine for the for the budget that it had. Yeah. Uh, I think also the biggest departure was Madame Hydra. Mm-hmm. I mean, Viper. Uh, yeah. Yes and no, though, because uh, I mean, she was she's done some similar shit in her day. Uh, taking her skin off. Except for that. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, everything else. Hot? Everything else. Act, act. Oh yeah, no, she's hot. It's Rose, Rose, it's Roseman Pike, right? Yeah. From, was it James Bond? Yeah, no, she's absolutely hot. No, 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 no. It's not Roseman Pike. Wait, then who Who was it? That's the chick from Jack Reacher. Oh. And Rose Byrne is the chick from First Class. Okay. Moyer McTaggart. 
All right, so this was a new like German chick. I'm look. I'm looking it up right now, just so just so we don't keep saying the wrong name. Let's see. Uh, Viper is it, yes, Svetlana Kodachenko. Kodachenko. Yeah. Look up Rosamund Pike. She's not that pretty. Yeah, but yeah. Svetlana was was pretty hot. Okay. I I I would say that she, that she did a very good job of uh, of being because she was supposed the to be weird honest. looking Asian girl wasn't doing it for me. The really? one. Really? I, I've only seen the previews. I haven't seen the movie, but uh, I don't know. Her head looks like Hey Arnold. This this was Irina from Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. If any of you have seen Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that's that's where you would know her from. Um, what I'll say is this movie. Specifically, the end scene has me so hyped. Oh my god! For, for yes. what is coming next? I mean, I'm not going to spoil it for you, Brent, or for I anybody read about else. It already. Okay, all right. Well, uh, it's it. it does a very good job of hyping up X Men: Days of Future Past, and yeah, it it just it 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 does all the things that X Men Origins Wolverine did wrong. This movie does right. You actually get a Wolverine story. There is no running through the fucking woods in this. There is no... Yes, uh, there is. Well, well, okay, there is, but none of it leads to uh, Wolverine being a lumberjack. Give me that. Yeah, yeah that's true. You know, yeah. like, we, we actually get actual Wolverine action in this outside of the opening credit sequence. So... <laughs> oh. And plus, that, I mean, honestly, though, it almost kind of redeems X-Men 3 mm, you know, in, some, in some regards. It picks and chooses. It picks and chooses, it picks and chooses yeah. but I mean, it 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 kind of disavows, you know, that massive death toll that X Men that X Men Three had, right? And says only, and pretty much says only only Jean Grey died, which I can which I can dig on. It bri- it bridges the gap between three and the yeah. new and, and the new movies. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, I, again has me completely psyched and stoked for uh, X Men First Class Two. Yeah, and you can tell that Brian Singer's influence was a lot larger here than it was in either three or. X Men Origins Wolverine because well they, it was non-existent in, in either one of those two so yeah yeah that that's that's why this this movie is definitely a must see I I'd, I'd give it a go before you uh, before it goes out of theaters Brian because you you will actually be happy with what with what you see here for the most okay. part I'm on travel next week maybe I'll go see it cool give it give, give it a matinee won't be disappointed all right our fi- our matinee while I'm working douche well oh I'm sorry w- what you don't have Saturdays or Sundays well, I can I'm just saying well yeah I'm just saying all right just saying. Yeah. <laughs> where, where, where are you going to be? Uh, Tampa. Oh, Tampa. Okay, all right. Tampa. Oh, movie prices aren't not that far there. Not far from your house. Yeah, not that far. Final topic. And yes, I am going to spoil Forever Evil here because I don't care. Dick Grayson. Smart move? Stupid move? Or Marvel did it better? Marvel did it better. Marvel did it better, according. I mean, because I've seen the pages, so I know I know how it went down. This is the ramifications this is going to have on the Batman universe. It's going to take some pretty tough maneuvering not to link Bruce to Dick here. And yes, we know. And shut up with your with your. <laughs> yeah, no, link link Bruce to Dick here because gay references have funny. Uh, no, it, it's going to take a decent amount of maneuvering here and yes we all know that bruce wayne is associated with batman inc to begin with so they can say all that like that's why dick grayson was nightwing or whatever but the reveal it's gonna be it just it changes things so much like a lot more than than i feel 
Peter Parker being revealed as Spider-Man does to the character. Because like, he's going to have to distance himself from the entire Bat family now. Well, it's, it's pretty much what he wants in the first place, though. I mean, yeah. if, you go back, if you go back to reading... Yeah, I read for a rule number one. I was not impressed at all by it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, in the very beginning, it's like they're still talking about the, the, ramification, the ramifications from a, a death in the family and how Dick now doesn't trust Bruce at all anymore or how he's been dissing himself more and more from, from Bruce. Right. And really is, I don't want to say it's the natural progression of Dick's character, but, I mean, I think they said, the, the comic book said it best when they said Dick Grayson Dick Grayson, who? Who's Dick Grayson? You know, <laughs> no one really. <laughs> Lex Luthor doesn't know who Dick Grayson is in the new yeah. too? No, he doesn't. God damn you all! I know. So I'm like, it's like no one cares, honestly. So that's how I feel. If, if no one in the DC universe cares who Dick Grayson is, though, this ramification of oh, Nightwing, Nightwing has been revealed. No one knows who Nightwing is. Was he never adopted by Bruce in the new Fifty Two? He, he, no, he was not. Like, he, uh, no, I think he was. Then wouldn't people know from, say, Gawas? I don't know. Because they, they, they had that whole weird, uh, was it, was, was it, uh, the Dark Knight or was it Batman number Batman number one. Number one, when they had all the, when they had, uh, Dick, Tim, Bruce, and, and, uh, Damien there. Yeah. And they all go, they all, all have the, the progressive definitions and, and that one scene, Dick looks like he's 16 years old. So, no. They, no, they don't know what they're doing. They don't care either, too. Yeah. Brent, Brent what do you think? Uh, here's how they're going to get around it. Okay. Tegroff C. Yitinetti. <laughs> That's forget his identity backwards for Zatanna. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, I took the time to type it out and type it out backwards. Oh, you're welcome. Oh my God! Wow! Identity <laughs> crisis too. Dedication. <laughs> <sighs> but but you know, in all seriousness, like what what the hell, man? Uh, 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 yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. DC, DC, Bob Harris, Bob Harris, DC. See the first hour of this podcast. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. If you get to this point and, conf- and are confused, please refer to your timestamp zero 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 to zero one zero zero and a little bit beyond. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right. I think we're done here, gentlemen. Unless you got any final thoughts. All good. All good. Uh, All good. Brent, Brent, you got any BKs coming up? Uh, actually, I am traveling with Jim next week, so uh, maybe Sweet. we'll bring the recorder along and. Uh, throw something together. Nice, awesome. Is he is he uh, still reading any comics or was he before? I forget. Uh, he was, but yeah. he fell way behind All on right. stuff. Good. So he pulled in. Kind of like you. Nice. Yeah. Cool. That works. All right. Well, if indeed it does uh, show up, it'll be on comictiming.net uh, and uh, Brandon, pip your wares. My Tumblr, geekcetera.tumblr.com, and that's really about it right now. All right. Oh, and, and and the Twitters at the Dabadon. Yes, indeed. A dabba dabba doo don day. Dingo. Giddy up. Don't forget to go to DCBService.com for all of your discount comic book needs. Uh, and a lot of people forget this, but if you do an order with Discount Comic Book Service and you put in your uh, your monthlies or whatever, you can also throw in some trades for about 40% off a piece when it comes to DC and Marvel. So you're getting the same deals you would get at in-stock trades 
only with DCBS. I went ahead and did that with Hawkeye Volume 2 instead of buying Forever Evil uh, or any of the uh, villains' uh, books. And I just got it in my shipment, and I'm going to go ahead and read it this upcoming week. So that's the way that works. And also, I'm reading Attack on Titan. Uh, I know you'll know what that is, Brandon, but uh, Brent probably won't. <gasps> oh, how was that? Um, I, haven't, I haven't read it yet. Chris has. She enjoyed it a lot. And I have the next uh, four volumes on order at Brooklyn Public Library. So hopefully within the it's next... a manga. Yes, it is indeed it a is. manga. Yes. Not, not a manga. A manga? Not, not a manga. Not a manga. Is, is this where Spider-Man has, like, weird ninjas? Arms? No, he, in the he, manga he, universe. No, 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 no. Manga verse. In, in Iron Maiden. <laughs> no, this is where uh, this is where Iron Man fights giant monsters, like in Pacific Rim. Avengers Pacific Rim. Yeah. God, Pacific oh, Rim is great. Oh my god! Awesome movie, so good. My movie of the so summer. Good. My movie of the summer. Period. No question. It's done. And and by the way, uh, looking now, it does appear that uh, the uh, next months. Orders are up on DCBS, so you can get X Men Gold number one for fifty percent off at two ninety nine, Ghost number one for a buck forty nine, fifty percent off, uh, the Max Maximize for fifty percent off, Painkiller Jane, the Price of Freedom, uh, which I believe is Palmiani, but don't quote me on that, fifty percent off, and there's a bunch of back issues available as well for decent prices and a vertigo bundle for 50% off at 1097. com. use the promo code CT8 to get an additional 8% off on your first order and when you go digital make sure to tie it into DCBS and you'll get money back on your order. We thank you very much for their sponsorship. The email address for Comic Timing is comictiming at gmail.com Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash comictiming we are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network over at comicspodcast.com and the League of Comic Book Podcasts over at comicbooknoise.com slash league. And we will be, or I will be, at this year's New York Comic Con in the podcast arena. For further information on New York Comic Con, they do still have single-day passes available as of this recording, I believe for Friday and possibly for Thursday. So check out nycomiccon.com if you have not yet purchased your tickets. And if you have purchased your tickets, like I said, we will be in the podcast arena. So go ahead and check everything out there, nycomiccon.com. We thank them for their sponsorship and for their support. And as always, for Brandon and for Brent, I mean, let's see, reminding everybody out there that there's always time for comics. So, you missed your connection because of security? Because... So I, I landed in at gate terminal or, or gate C14 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So my connection was so I'm flying on JetBlue. Yeah. Coming at gate C whatever mm-hmm. C4. My connection is at gate C14 in 50 minutes. So I was like, okay, great. So you know you land and then you have to wait because you're kind of in the middle. Right. You blow it off the plane, mm-hmm. off the plane, off the plane. You go outside. And I was like, okay, looking at signs. Okay, C, number to number. Okay, so I need to go that way. And I saw a TSA agent sitting there with, like, a lectern. Okay. And I was like, uh-oh. So I asked her. I said, 
here's where I need to go. I said, does this take me outside security? She's like, yeah, you gotta go around and go back through. What? Because this part of the terminal where I came in uh, was an extension or something. Oh. So it's outside the normal terminal. God damn it. So they haven't built a, a connecting bridge or a connecting bus or walkway. Anything to make it easier on people, they have not done that. Right. So I had to go outside. It wasn't that. It wasn't a hike to get outside of security, but it's literally like we're rocking around a big corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I have like really long walls and stuff. And then had got in the security line, mm-hmm. and then um, so I was over to the like one of the sides yeah. where it looked like it was shorter, and it was next to the employee line. Now in Orlando, since I'm federal government, from time to time I can go through as an employee because right. of federal government. Yeah. So I asked them, and they said no. And then I looked at the time, and I had, uh, let's see, maybe like 30 minutes at that point in time. So I was like, I'm going to miss, here's my ticket. I'm going to miss my connection. Can I go in the employee line? They're like, oh, sure, sure. So you go in the employee line, and they still got um, the people, instead of checking your ticket before you get in line for security, they check it at the end. And then once they check your ticket, then you get in line for the machine. Whereas, like, Orlando, as you know, does it, like, way before. Right, yeah. And you're just, you're just waiting on machines then. So the lines were clogged up because they were waiting. Because you were waiting on, you know, one guy was operating two lines. Yeah. So he had a big line of public people. And then he had the employee line, which was fast filling up with people like me who were going to miss their connections or whatever because of that thing. Mm-hmm. So I hustled and let as few people in wheelchairs pass as I could because... I was a pain in the ass. Like, an employee walks up to someone in a wheelchair, he checks them first before the guy that's been standing there for 20 minutes. Sure. Which, at this point in time, was really annoying. <laughs> so then I went through security as fast as I could. Like, I prepped his, I untied my shoelaces while I'm waiting in line, got everything ready to go. Yeah. Of course, the girl who's in front of me has to get her bag checked. Um, so I'm waiting on the person to come over and pull the bag so that mine can go through the scanner. Then I'm through, I'm through the metal detector, and I'm waiting on one of my bags. Uh, so I can see it, but it's still under that protector where you're not supposed to like reach in and grab, you right. know, because yeah. technically it's not through yet. <laughs> so it was stuck there because the girl behind me had to get her bag pulled too. God damn it. So the guy was staring at her bag a long time. All right. So, and then I get there, you know, I throw my, I slip my shoes on, don't even tie them, I stuff everything in my pockets, my belt is around my neck, and I got my carry-on and my backpack on, and I'm hustling to the gate as fast as I can without, you know, tripping over myself. Yeah. And I get up to the gate, and uh, nobody's there, and I was like, am I still good to go? Did I just make it? And she's like, nah, you missed it. Ah. The plane's still sitting there. And uh, they had closed the gate. At that but point. they had closed the gate, the jetway door. She's like, "We're waiting on you. You're supposed to be a deadhead." And I was like, "What?" So at that point, I was like, "I already missed it. I've had a feeling I was gonna miss it, so I wasn't angry." Yeah. So I was really nice to the lady, whereas like, there was like five people that came like two minutes after like, that. What? Yeah, like really upset. You know? You didn't. We didn't. You called the plane for me. Yeah. So I was like, "Calm down. There's another flight." And, Three hours, like, big fucking deal. You're going to make me one. wait three hours? Yeah. You get another plane here right now. Well, the funny thing was, like, one of them was a connection of those people that came after me, and then other people were, like, from Boston and just came really late. I'm like, <laughs> it's two hours early, douchebag. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck. Like, the nerds. Jeez. Hi, Brandon. Aloha. 
Aloha, indeed. Mr. Mister. I just got back from Orlando and all I got was this cold. Ugh, don't remind me. <laughs> Sorry, the humidity? Or was it the pollen? Ugh, I think we'll both. both. Unless, of course, you got into some trouble, Pablo. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh. Hey, hey I've, been, I've been following your four-score check-ins, man. I know exactly where you've been. Oh, this, that was the longest car ride I've ever been on. Where? Yeah, we're like, we're, what uh, What airport did you get into? No, I, we drove. Oh, you drove all the way back from Orlando. Okay. Oh. We, drove, we drove down and we drove back. Wow, you poor bastard. Oh, it was two days. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm so... I'm used to being like 16 hours for the drive. I did it before when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It was my dad, my mom, my brother, my cousin. We drove down. Mm-hmm. We made it in 16 and a half hours the first time. Not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah. And then this time, I'm with my girlfriend and her parents and her grandmother. And Grandma's got to pee. No, 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 surprisingly not. But like, girlfriend's got to pee. <laughs> <laughs> Mother-in-law's got to pee. Girlfriend's got the shits. <laughs> so we stop at we stop at Atlanta for the night because they were, like having a break. I'm like I'm thinking just just drive straight through, just drive Don't straight. Don't stop at Atlanta. There's zombies there. <laughs> Tell me about, oh, we stop at Atlanta. We spend the night there at a brother's house. We go down to um, Atlanta there. Yeah. So coming back, coming back, uh, we drop the grandmother off in Wilmington, North Carolina, mm-hmm. and we stay, spend the night there. And then we got stuck in Maryland outside Fredericksburg for like four hours because of traffic. So, so it took you what, like twenty-two hours? We were supposed to leave at two o'clock in the morning. We didn't leave till ten o'clock the next day. E. So <laughs> we were eight hours behind. Hold on, I have to finish this episode of Matlock first. <laughs>